it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Happy Friday. I mean, we got to... <laughs> I mean... We go from Fireman Ed last night back to another exclusive interview tonight. I mean, this is just amazing. I'm, I'm, we're honored. We're blessed. We are just – Coach Case, thank you once again for joining us. I know you're getting ready to fly out to Los Angeles, so we definitely appreciate your time. Three weeks in a row. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate you guys uh, having me out here. So, you know, you're 0-9. You're heading out to the West Coast. Your teams have normally struggled on the West, Co- uh, West Coast. Is it – what it <laughs> – I can't do it tonight. <laughs> what what do you do? <laughs> what do you attribute the West Coast uh, to the West Coast struggles to? Well, you know, I, I feel like our struggles haven't really been, uh, you know, just on the West Coast. You know, I, I feel like whether you know we're we're playing up in the mountains, whether we're on the East Coast, um, really wherever we've been playing, you know, since I've gotten here, we've been struggling so far. Um, so regardless of, you know, where the game is, we got to do a better job of, you know, just taking the things that we do in practice, all the fundamentals and the, and the little details and, you know, just start doing those on Sunday. Now, you made some <clears throat> you made some interesting comments this week when you were asked questions about playing all the, the young players. Now, um, what is the thought process behind playing Joe Flacco instead of Morgan? Well, you know, Tyson, at the end of the day, um, you know, we're still trying to win games here. Um, you know, that's still important, you know, regardless of what the record is, we're still trying to, you know, build a foundation here and, you know, teach guys the right way and how to approach it on Sunday. And, you know, we still feel like Joe Flacco gives us the best chance to win. Okay. Fair enough. Now you, you had a lot of injuries now, so you have to incorporate a lot of the younger players. Um, you made an interesting, <laughs> you made an interesting move to I can't take it tonight. I don't know why I'm dying tonight. You made an interesting move today, giving Connor McDermott, uh, an offensive lineman, a one-year extension. Um, surprising, I think, a little bit, because most of us thought he struggled a little bit. What is the thinking behind re-signing him? Well, you know, at the end of the day, you know, at the very least, he showed us that he's capable of, you know, kind of filling in when we have some injuries. Um, so, and yeah, we like his versatility. He's a young offensive lineman, good size. Uh, pretty athletic. So, yeah, you know, at, at the very least, again, uh, a depth piece and somebody that knows the system that we can count on going forward. It's kind of surprising because I didn't really think he's that good of a player, but whatever. I mean, if that's what you guys think, that's cool. 
Um, do you think Cameron Clark will be come out of witness protection and actually play this week? He's been inactive the last couple of weeks. Will we see him on the field? Well, you know, at the end of the day, he has to get caught up to speed. Um, you know, he was injured for a little bit. And, you know, for any rookie, uh, you know, it takes time to kind of learn the playbook. You know, we've seen with our offensive line um, and, and the, the protections that we call, th these are pretty complex schemes. Not anybody could just kind of slide right in there. We saw that last year. So, yeah, it's going to take him some time to get caught up on the playbook. And, you know, we figure, you know, maybe the last couple of weeks of the year we'll get him some reps. So, I mean, it's interesting with, with James Morgan because, you know, there was a, um, a, you know, comment that you made that you said that with no preseason, <laughs> with no preseason and limited practices, it's, <laughs> it's very difficult to bring in a young quarterback, but all across the league, Young quarterbacks are playing. You see it in Jacksonville. You see it in Dallas. You see it everywhere else. What makes your offense so much different than everybody else's? Well, like I just said, you know, it's a lot of complex schemes. It's not just easy for, you know, any rookie to kind of slide in there and just pick up what we do here. Um, not to mention, we've also had a lot of moving parts at other positions. Um, you know, we've had our receivers kind of in and out throughout the year. You know, some offensive linemen that have been banged up, you know, that we've been replacing week by week. So, you know, to, to expect any rookie to kind of come in here um, under these circumstances this year just wouldn't really be fair at this point. Yeah, but in all, in all, with all due respect, Coach Case, I know you're a very highly touted coach, you're an offensive guru, but you're, you're, you're coming off a bye week, all your starting receivers are back, your offensive line for the most part is back. It seems like this would actually be the perfect time to play Morgan if you can actually coach him up and well, cater no, your I, offense to him. I completely disagree with that. This is the perfect week to actually build off of some of the success that we had, um, you know, when we played the Patriots and, you know, some of the things that we were able to do offensively, which, you know, involves some of the, the deep threats that you saw to Rashad Perriman. You know, we, we want to start kind of building off of those things and we still want to get that win. And Joe Flacco, he gives us the best chance. Okay. So then the other comment where you're, it seems like you're embracing the youth movement in a lot of positions, but you seem quite confident that Frank Gore, Frank Gore is a part of this youth movement where, you know, the Michael P. Ryan's not going to get the reps and Ty Johnson's not getting the reps. Frank Gore is still a big focal point in your offense. Can you try to explain why you're doing that? Like I just said, you know, we're trying to win games here. And he's been playing as well as anybody on either side of the football um, every single day in practice that he's out there. You know, he, he sets the example, a uh, great leader, and he's exactly what you want in, you know, these young guys as far as a role model and how you want them to eventually emulate their game. So, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to reward that. We feel like he's a young 38 years old and he's got plenty of miles left on his tires. And we're going to give him those those opportunities because, like I just said, we, we want to win games. Now, your offensive coordinator, Dow Loggins, made a very interesting comment um, yesterday about Chris Herndon, who many of us had high expectations for. He hasn't played very well. He's been I, – I, he's actually been terrible. <laughs> He's been he's been terrible. So <laughs> he said uh dialogue and said that it was, you know, you can't really hold Chris Herndon accountable. He's doing everything he's you he's you guys have asked of him, but the only thing we've really seen of him is drop passes, fumbles, penalties, and some you know, half-ass blocking. So what exactly are you doing with Chris Herndon to make that you're happy with him for? Well, like you just said, you know, he, he's been heavily involved in the blocking. He's, he's definitely improved as a player there. And, you know, at the end of the day, he has to earn his opportunities. Um, you know, the, the few opportunities that he did have early in the year, he had a couple of big drops in there. He had a couple of fumbles as well. 
And, you know, we're going to hold guys accountable. And if you're not taking uh, advantage of your opportunities and making the most of it, you know, we're going to start looking elsewhere. But according to your offensive coordinator, you're quite satisfied with, with Chris Herndon's bringing to the table. I mean, what exactly is he bringing to the table? Because I don't really see it. Well, again, you know, that's why I'm in this position. And that's why you're asking questions over there. You know, you don't see the things that we you don't see the things that we see on film when we really break this down. And, you know, like Dowell said, he's doing everything that we ask of him. Yes, we'd like to see him a little bit more involved in the passing game, but he has to earn those opportunities. So for right now, um, you know, what we're asking of him uh, just as a blocker, he's getting it done. Okay, we got a very feisty Coach Gase tonight. Okay, so now Greg Williams, your defensive coordinator, had a very interesting comment today saying that, you may have had the best week of practice since he's been here, which is fascinating because you guys are easily the best practice team in football week in and week out. So what made this week of practice so much better than anything else? You know, Tyson, that's an excellent question. And, you know, it, it's hard to say week by week, you know, what uh, separates, you know, a great practice from, you know, the previous one. Yet every single day, you know, especially guys like I keep saying, you know, Frank or Joe Flacco, the, the veterans that have played in big games that, you know, have been around the league for more than a decade. They just continue to set the example for how you prepare every single day to, to be successful in this league. And at 0-9 to, to come in, you know, with, with that same motivation to get better every day and still prepare the same way, you know, th these guys make me proud. And, you know, that, that's why I feel like we're heading in the right direction here. Now, we've been very curious about this. It seems like the, you guys may have more injuries in practice than you have on game day. Can you, can you, can you explain why that happens? Well, you know, listen, I, I've explained this several times if you've been listening. Um, the reason is quite simple. It's because we have very physical practices where guys are hungry, guys are competitive, guys are trying to get better. And, you know, it's just a, a ridiculously competitive atmosphere where, you know, the unfortunate result of that sometimes is guys getting hurt. Okay, so then how do you, then how do you translate why your great week of practices don't go to your Sundays? You know, it, it's really tough. Could to they say, be you know, tired from the hard practices? It, it's quite possible. You know, the the practices are always very, like I said, competitive, very um, you know spirited. Guys are always trying to get better and you know giving a hundred percent. But you know, I still think at the end of the day, it's just about executing on Sunday. You know, the the same way that we execute in practice, we just have to start doing it on Sunday. And you know, sometimes the opposing team, you know, they they start adjusting to some of the things that we're doing well early in the game, and we don't really have the right counters mid game. Um, you know, that's kind of for me to break down, you know, in the film room after the game. But, you know, we, we got to be better at that. Now, unfortunately, Sam Darnold is missing again this week. Um, and there's been some, I would say myself included, that have criticized you for putting him back in the game when, <laughs> when, when, he, <laughs> when he appeared to be hurt. What is your, what is your, I guess my first question is, when a player gets hurt, like your quarterback gets hurt, on the sideline, is there like what's the evaluation process, or is it, is it just you making a decision? Is Joe Douglas involved? Like, how do you guys handle it? Because it seems like you've blown it four or five times now. See, this is typical media always, you know, second guessing everything that we do. Listen, at the end of the day, we go through our doctors, and it, it was determined that Sam could not do any more damage. It was just a matter of him tolerating a certain level of pain, having that threshold. And yeah, you know, he was deemed okay to go back into that game, and that's why we put him back out there. I mean, at what point do you learn your lesson? Maybe you got to change doctors then because it's it's happened like five times, and every time you've made this decision, the players miss games afterwards. Maybe we got to change players. So you think it's maybe a toughness thing where just Sam Darnold can't stay healthy and it's really his fault, not the doctor's fault? 
I'm, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to comment specifically about any one player or any one injury. But at the end of the day, you know, that specific injury, there was no reason to not put Sam Darnold back in the game. Okay, so another former Jet quarterback. A lot of seems like a lot of players have your name on their on their mind a lot lately, which is it just it just it's, it's. so um, former Jets quarterback Mark Sanchez decided he thinks that it's time for Sam Darnold as a quarterback to move on and get out of New York and maybe try a change of scenery. What is your thought on that? Do you think it's Sam struggles are attributed to this area, the offense. Is it him? Like, what do you think is best for Sam Darnold right now? You know, that, that's something we'll evaluate at the end of the year. But for right now, you know, we're, we're looking at Sam as the, the future of this franchise. You know, we still believe in Sam. Um, you know, he's had, uh, you know, a couple of unfortunate, um, you know, unlucky incidents that have gone on, you know, between Mono and, you know, the injury this year. So, you know, we're just hoping to get him back out there as soon as possible. Okay, so in your, in your eyes, do you see that, I mean, Coach Gase, do you see that, Sam should be back next week and you'll open the offense up for him. Like you've opened for Joe Flacco. Well, that's the hope, you know, again, we still have to evaluate him in practice throughout the week. Um, you know, this week he got better as you know, the week went on. So, you know, if things continue uh, progressing in the direction that they're going in right now, you know, we'd expect him to be out there next week. So, but I guess the, the real question is, you know, with Joe Flacco, it seems like you open up the vertical passing game to Perryman. There's a lot of good things going on. Will you have that same approach with Sam Darnold or, <laughs> You're saying no. What do you say? I didn't well, finish the question I, I, I'm yet. I'm shaking my head because you're not acknowledging the simple fact that we had all three of our wide receivers out there for the first time. Okay, so then with that, then there's no reason why when Sam Darnold comes back that you could open up the same style offense that you're using with Joe Flacco for Sam Darnold, correct? Absolutely. It'll be all on Sam Darnold to execute what we're calling. Okay, so then with say he has five games left, is that an audition for him to come back next year, or do you feel confident he is your quarterback going forward? No, listen, right now we feel very confident in him, but of course, you know, we're going to evaluate things as we go. So, yeah, I mean, everybody's kind of being uh, evaluated over these last, you know, seven uh, games throughout the stretch. Um, you know, we're trying to figure out what we have, what we don't have. Um, we have a lot of resources to use uh, between draft picks and cap space in the offseason that, you know, Joe and I are going to discuss, you know, how we want to best uh, use all those assets. And so, yeah, everybody's being evaluated. Okay, so I guess, Coach Gase, you know, this is – do you have time to answer questions from our viewers? We have a lot of people that are just – to be honest, they're, they're, it's, they're very impressed that you came back on the show again. We seem to ask you harder questions than normal. So are you willing to answer some questions from our viewers? Oh, always. Always time for the fans. <laughs> See, this is why a lot of the well, – some of the fans like you. So that's good. So let's see what we got here. <laughs> um. Did you did you practice flying to the West Coast? Is did you have like any kind of drills to get the team ready for a West Coast travel? You know, we did do some simulations as far as getting on the plane, getting off the plane, just you know, kind of transitioning as quick as possible. That way, we can get back to the hotel room as quick as possible, where we can kind of take a deep dive into some more film before you know we get onto the field on Sunday. <laughs> um, coach Gase just invented a new way that we can wear our headphones. Is that a new style that you're implementing, Coach? Where you're kind of going with the little. Best I could do. <laughs> listen, I'm just listen. Uh, let's see, what we got here. Um, let's see, we're going to the questions here. Hang on one second, coach. There's a lot of um, coach Gase has a playbook. I guess the question is, with Dow Loggins calling the plays, how closely do you watch what he's doing? Or you just oversee the offense and the defense? Yeah, listen, I, I oversee the entire operation, and, and yes, I have a playbook. 
Um, Dowell's been, you know, calling a lot of plays that, you know, I like, you know, especially last week when we put up, you know, the 27 points. That was a lot of the things that, you know, we had discussed doing in practice. So, yeah, you know, not calling the plays on my own allows me to, you know, not just be involved with the offense, but like you said, be involved with the defense, watch over the special teams and really just have a feel for the entire game. Coach Case, what are your thoughts on Jamal Adams calling your team a laughing stock? Well, you know, it's funny you would say that because if you look on social media right now, not that I have any social media accounts, but, you know, from from what I've heard, uh, it seems that Jamal Adams is actually, uh, you know, becoming a little bit of a laughing stock, becoming a, a meme, you know, getting Oof. shook by Kyler Murray and whatnot. So, you know, listen, I mean, at the end of the day, he called out a lot of people in this organization, um, you know, an organization that kind of built up his persona as Prez. And at the end of the day, uh, in Seattle so far, he hasn't really lived up to a lot of those expectations. I mean, Coach Case, you are a feisty. You you have a little you have a little swag tonight, too, man. I think you may be ready to take on these Chargers. This is a, a very impressive interview right here. Big week for um, us. Yeah, I mean, it is. Coach Case, will you be trying? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Trying to sneak 12 men on the field again this week. Listen, again, I addressed that several times. It was just a, a miscalculation. Um, you know, we got to just do a better job of, you know, just being aware of the attention to the little details. And that includes myself. That includes uh, Brant Boyer and our assistant coaches, as well as the players. Coach Gase is getting a little salty. Yeah, you have a different demeanor tonight, Coach. Are you feeling some pressure or just more confidence in your ability to go on the West Coast and beat the Chargers? You know, I, I'm feeling confident because, you know, we're kind of you know getting to the point where this thing's, um, you know, really going to turn the corner. You know, I know everybody's frustrated with how the season's gone. We're 0-9. We're definitely not where we want to be. But like I keep saying, you know, if, if you see what we're doing in practice, we're definitely making our improvements. Um, you know, guys are progressing, especially a lot of these young guys. I think eventually you're going to start to see it on the field as well. And, you know, we're excited for what next year holds. Um, Coach Gates, did you get new crayon colors for your game day coloring book? Ridiculous. I use highlighter, not colors. I'm dying. Coach, has Joe Douglas given any indication whether you'll be back next year? Oh, yeah. Listen, I'm very confident. Like I told you that, you know, I'll be back. Those are conversations that I've had with Joe uh, as well as Chris, who, you know, I've been told actually has uh, agreed to come on the show in the next several days. Um, Yeah, those are conversations that we've had. Um, We have them quite routinely, actually, about the direction of this team and what we're trying to do going forward. Um, It's why we held on to that $30 million in cap space. You know, it's why we decided to, you know, trade away Jamal Adams for future draft picks. We were looking towards the future, and this was basically an evaluation year. This is a very good question from John. Can you explain how Frank Gore participates in limited practice but gets more snaps than Ty Johnson and Michael Piron? Yeah, it's a a simple answer. We're trying to keep him fresh. You know, like I said, he's a young 38 years old, but he's still 38 years old. He's got a lot of wear on the tires, but he still moves like he's 28 years old. So, you know, we're just basically trying to preserve his best football, which, you know, we still feel like he's got three, four years left in him. Uh, Richard Miller would like to say hello to you, Coach. So, Richard, saying hi to you. How you doing, Richard? Um, Let's see. I guess this is – no, this is not an old live show. This is a new show. 
Uh, Coach Case, do you take any responsibility for the lack of success of your team? Not really. I, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, when we break down the film, um, you know, the proof is there. You know, guys are open. Um, so it, it's not the play calling. Um, it's a matter of guys executing. It's, it's a matter of guys doing uh, or applying what we're doing in practice uh, throughout the week and just getting it done on Sunday. Um, we have a Bills fan asking you a question. How surprised are you that you still have your job after 0-9? Well, you know, honestly, I'm not really surprised at all because, you know, this is what we talked about before the year started. Um, you know, we, we knew that things might turn uh, in this direction. Uh, we didn't think it would necessarily be this bad, but, um, you know, we're making adjustments as we go and, you know, we're evaluating a lot of these young guys and we're finding answers for the future. And that's what this year was all about. Coach Gase, do you have a relationship with Woody Johnson and are you scared he'll return and fire you? No, not at all. You know, I, again, I, I've spoken with Woody. I've spoken with Chris. Uh, I, speak, I speak with Joe, you know, pretty much daily. Um, you know, we're all in the on the same page in this building. Um, you know, we all have the same vision, the same goals as far as where we want to, you know, bas basically turn this organization around to, which is a, a consistent winner, uh, a, a team that's competing year in, year out for the division um, and with aspirations of a Super Bowl. And, you know, we feel like we're getting there. Yeah, as you said that we've they've you've turned the corner, apparently. It's what you told us a little while ago. So that's impressive. Okay. <laughs> Coach, since you love film, why don't you watch film of other good offensive teams and implement their plays in your system, like use more motion, stuff like that? Well, again, if I felt those things were necessary, um, you know, we, we would start implementing them a little bit more. If, if you saw last week uh, or against the Patriots, um, you know, we, we did do a little bit more motion and, you know, it, it was successful. Um, but we have to kind of pick and choose when we want to do it. And at the end of the day, like I, I keep saying, you know, when we, when we go back and watch the film, guys are open. So it, it's a matter of executing. It's a matter of paying attention to the details, taking what the defense gives us, not being greedy, not taking those unnecessary risks like we did, you know, at the end of the fourth quarter in that game. Um, just being smart. Uh, Coach, will you reissue Let's Talk Jets Radio their credentials? Well, you know, listen, that, that's a that's a very tough question. You know, unfortunately, that's one of the very few things in this building that goes beyond me. Um, you know, I could definitely put in the request, though. You guys have been awesome to me. As far as giving me this platform, a few questions that I, I don't necessarily appreciate. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you, you've given me the platform here. So I'll see what I can do. Well, we appreciate that. I mean, you obviously, if you're coming on our show, we're making some progress here. We're trying to establish a good relationship with you. I mean, we're we're trying to ask you all the right questions and and be fair and be honest. And, uh, you know, like you know, we oh, this one. I mean, this one, I, this one slipped in. I apologize. We will not ask that one at all. That's just the that one. And see, slipped out. Is, and see, this is what I'm talking about. You know, I, I try to do some good deeds. I, I come on here. I give you guys, you know, at minimum a half hour every week. And, you know, you, you slip in those comments that I suck when at the end of the day, you know, the, these players are doing everything we ask. The, the record isn't indicative of just how much talent is in that building and, and just how much we're progressing. And I think the fans are really going to get excited in, in a very short matter of time. Uh, Coach, versus New England, did you go over the film and see the mistake you made when you failed to ice the kicker? What mistake was that? Not ice again, the kicker. To, 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 to me, that's just, again, it's, it's a second-guess kind of question. You know, if he would have missed the kick, it would have been a great decision. If I would have called the timeout and he made it, you know, it would have been a terrible decision. It, it's second-guessing. It's Monday morning quarterback. Okay. Um, this is a very good question. Coach, what are your plans for Kalen Balazs on Sunday? Are you concerned he'll light you up in a revenge game? Yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're definitely worried about Balazs. Um, You know, we, we've been focusing on him kind of all week in practice on the defensive side. You know, I, I've given a mandate to Greg Williams to make sure that, you know, he's prepared for what Pelage could do, um, you know, because we definitely saw him in our building where, you know, we're definitely scared about uh, what he could do as far as pass protection goes, especially on third downs. 
Uh, we got to be ready for that. <laughs> Coach Gase, has anyone told you that when they tell you to go outside the lines, it meant in your play calling, not in the coloring book? Again, the, 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 these are the questions, and, and you wonder why I get upset sometimes. You know, you guys <laughs> suffered through four years of Todd Bowles, who you even said every week he was a zombie, right? Four years of Todd Bowles. How did you know I said that? How did you know I, I, I said listen, that? I, I listened to your show. Four years, Todd Bowles is a zombie, right? You, you go back prior to that, Rex Ryan, his players eating cheeseburgers on the field like a bunch of jackasses. <laughs> Just ridiculous. I can't take it. I really the the can't culture take it. that we're build that we are building here, the fans can't see it in practice. But again, it, it's going to be there on Sunday. Just give it some time. Jesus, crop died. Co- Coach, are you jealous of the success in Miami after they got rid of you? Oh no, God. not jealous of it at all because you know uh, that that's pretty much a lot of my groundwork. You know, kind of shipping some of the wrong pieces out of there. Um, you know, building the foundation of some guys that eventually got them a lot of their draft picks, which form the foundation for the team that's successful right now. So, you know, I feel like I did a lot of the dirty work as far as clearing out some of the the pieces that didn't belong and, you know, setting them up for what they're doing now. Coach Gase, is it true that Joe Douglas is still sleeping at MetLife? <laughs> Listen, I, I addressed that last week. Joe was not sleeping. You know, he was um, you know, on his tablet, his phone, you know, just kind of doing some draft work and, you know, preparing us for success for next year. Coach Gase, what do you see in Dowell Loggins as an offensive coordinator? You know, I, I actually see a young version of myself, to be honest with you. Um, somebody that, you know, with the right pieces around him, um, you know, he can win a Super Bowl. Again, if you get him the right quarterback, um, he's an innovative offensive mind. Brilliant, I would even say. And I think the sky's the limit for what he could do. Coach, you say it's the players, not the plays. Then why is every player that leaves your system flourishing? You know, that, that's a that's a very good question. You know, I think it's, again, just a matter of us kind of getting all 11 guys on the same page. Um, you know, a lot of these plays, it's just, you know, it's a breakdown here, a miscommunication there, uh, a penalty that kind of pushes us back to, you know, second and long, third and long. And, you know, with, with the injuries that we've had throughout the year, it's been really tough kind of, you know, just making those adjustments with guys coming in and out, you know. Coach Gase, do you regret how you handled the Quincy Linwa situation with, on the Veterans Day last year? No, listen, not at all. Um, we don't have any regrets about how we handle some of the injuries here um, and how we handle some of the fines that we give out as well. Um, you know, at the end of the day, he's still an employee of this team. He has to let us know um, where he's going to be at all times. And, you know, we hold every single player uh, accountable for their actions. That's the kind of culture that we want. Okay. Coach Case, now that the buy is over, are we officially in hyperdrive? I feel things ramping up. This is obviously one of your supporters here. Oh, yeah. You know, and again, I think you saw that on Monday night, uh, you know, some of the deep threats, having all three of our wideouts out there, having Perriman stretch the field a little bit, starting to see what Mims can do. Um, you know, we're even getting P. Ryan involved a little bit more. So, yeah, you know, I, I really think we're starting to get into that hyper speed, hyper drive where the offense is really going to take off. Coach Case, why do you sit alone on the bench a lot? And why does Sam's on the bench alone when things go south? Well, you know, listen, at the end of the day, you know, I'm still trying to, you know, be in the headset, communicating with Dowell and setting up the next drive. Um, and, I, and I know that Sam, you know, he's got the iPad. He wants to look over the plays, see what the defense was doing. Um, you know, so we're kind of both just in our own minds and our own spaces. And you know, I know that's what's best for both of us. Okay, let's see. Um, 
Hold on. So uh, there's a couple more here. We'll let you do a couple more. And we'll let you go. We definitely appreciate your time, man. It's I know this is uh you're very very busy. Uh, Coach Gase, what is more important to your innovative offense, Joe Flacco's scrambling speed or Herndon's ball security? I mean, Joe Flacco on the move. It, it, it's pretty fun to watch. I'm not gonna lie. Um, you know, again, for a guy that's getting up there in age, he moves pretty well. Uh, it's definitely fun to watch him out there. Um. Coach, does do <laughs> do glue factories scare you? Why would glue factories scare me? <laughs> Coach, when you lose on Sunday, who are you going to blame next? <laughs> well, listen, it's not a matter of you know blaming any one individual. We all kind of you know hold ourselves uh, accountable, um, you know, as as a team collectively for what's gone wrong this year. Um, but again, at the end of the day, we all need to step up and uh, and do our part. Coach Case, do you think you'd have a better record with a different defensive coordinator? Uh, you know, I, I mean, it's quite possible. I, I don't want to say anything uh, bad about Greg Williams, but, you know, uh, as far as offensively goes, uh, you know, we would definitely like to have the ball uh, a few more times throughout the game. You know, I think that would really give our offense a chance to get into a little bit more of a rhythm. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, you know, both sides of the ball need to do a little bit better. Coach, are those new sunglasses? Same shades. Same shades. Okay, fascinating. That's always the important questions here. Um, <laughs> um, coach, you brought in to develop Sam. Then why not hire a legit quarterback coach? Sam's fundamentals have not improved, and you were in charge of fixing that. Well, again, you know, I, I never want to bring in somebody that might conflict with, you know, what myself and Dowell uh, are ultimately trying to teach here. And I don't think it's a matter of Sam necessarily regressing as far as his fundamentals go. Um, you know, it's just a matter of him needing to be on the field consistently. Every single Sunday, you know, playing a 16-game season, I think, would help as well. Um, not to mention, again, having all his healthy wideouts out there, having, a, you know, the same five offensive linemen, you know, uh, getting an opportunity to gel and develop chemistry. All these things, I think, are very important, you know, in order for Sam to succeed. And he just, you know, he hasn't really had that around him yet. Um, a very direct question here. Whoops, that's the wrong one. Hold on. Hold on. Um, why, aren't you, why aren't you starting Pirine, Coach Gase? Like I told you, you know, in spite of our record, which is, you know, uh, not where we want to be, um, we're still going out there trying to win games. It's not in my DNA to go out there and try and lose. Um, and at the end of the day, Frank Gore, he gives us the best chance to win. And, you know, out of anybody in practice right now, he, he's playing at an elite level. Um, he's still playing like he's, you know, 28 instead of 38. Um, we love what he brings. We love the example that he's setting. And, you know, we think that kind of easing P. Ryan into his role while being able to watch, um, you know, a, a Hall of Fame back like Frank Gore. Um, that's invaluable learning experience. Coach Gates, how can I get my ears to go to the top of my head? <laughs> that's a good question. You know, uh, you know, I wasn't born like this. It took a, a lot of practice, a lot of film work, um, you know, and, you know, here I am now. Coach, where do you see yourself next season if you part ways with the New York Jets? Uh, I'm not even going to get into that. You know, I, I'm confident that I'm going to be part of the Jets organization for a long time going forward. Like I said, those are conversations I've had with Chris, with Joe. Um, and, and I know these guys believe in me here to, you know, to get this thing to where we want to go. Coach, there was a rumor Joe Judge got into a fist fight with his O-line coach who ended up getting fired. Have you considered dropping the gloves to get rid of Greg Williams? Huh. Excellent question. Um, you know, I, I don't think that would happen. I don't think Greg Williams would want to go down that path with me. Um, but yeah, really? we're, 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 ultimately we're all on the same page here. So I don't even think we have to worry about that. Um, what non-football related things did you do during the bye, coach? What did you do to get away? Get away? No, I, I watched film pretty much the entire week. 
Um, there, there's no Thanksgiving in my household. Um, you know, we don't kind of celebrate turkeys or anything like that. It's all football all the time. You know, I, I was calling up Dowell, you know, throughout the night, just getting his thoughts on what we wanted to do for this Charger game, setting up the game plan there. So th- there's no bye week during football season. Coach, does a win this weekend solidify the fact that this is all Darnold's fault? Uh, t- to a certain extent. I mean, you could point the blame a little bit on Sam, uh, but not entirely. Again, we didn't have all of our wideouts out there. O-line's kind of been shuffling in and out. Um, you know, but again, uh, with Joe Flacco last week uh, against the Patriots, we did do a pretty good job, put up 27 points. Um, so if we do it again, uh, I'd like to kind of compare that to what Sam's able to do over his final, you know, five, six games with these wideouts out there. And, you know, just kind of see if he elevates his game as well. <laughs> Coach Gaines, are you more of a crayon or colored pencil kind of guy? <laughs> We'd love to know how that masterwork is created. I told you I'm always in favor of the highlighters. It allows me to kind of, you know, set up my plays. You know, I use the the yellow for my first down runs, which is a lot of Frank Gore stuff. I use the orange for my second down play calls, which is, you know, still usually a lot of Frank Gore stuff. And then third down, we go to the light green, which is usually a lot of screen passes and the bubble screens and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, here's a very good question. Coach, what are you thankful for during this time of year? You know, uh, there's a lot of things, you know, uh, I'm thankful for obviously Joe Flacco, um, you know, having the backup quarterback that's, um, just really able to kind of pick things up and, you know, not have the offense miss a beat at all, um, you know, for where we were performing prior to him coming in there. Um, and then I'm also thankful. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. For, uh, for Joe, um, for, for Frank Orr, to be honest, because, you know, again, uh, we entered the season with, um, you know, Le'Veon Bell as our number one back, paying him a lot of money. And, you know, for the amount that we're p- uh, paying Frank Gore and the production that we're getting out of him, plus the leadership and the example that he's setting, um, you can't say enough about that. So definitely thankful for him. Thankful for Dowell Loggins, somebody that I can entrust with the play calling. Uh, I'm thankful for a lot here. Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, it definitely sounds like it. Coach Gaze, do you consider yourself a donkey or more of a jackass? I consider myself a uh, head coach of a National Football League team, one of 32 in the league. What are you? Okay. I mean, this is – Coach, I mean, I understand I understand, I understand you're a little upset. This is, this is just from the viewers, man. I'm just trying to be the translator in between. Um, coach, is your ability to read players' body language to determine their on-field value what's, what puts you above other coaches in the NFL? You know, that's definitely something I have, uh, you know, a pretty keen sense for. Um, you know, just kind of determining, you know, where a player is mentally, um, you know, throughout a game, you know, and throughout some adverse moments that go on uh, in a game. And, you know, that kind of does dictate, you know, what we're trying to do and, you know, where we look to give the ball. It's one of the reasons that we do feature Frank Gore is because he's so steady uh, throughout the game, whether, you know, we're high, whether we're low, 
know, he's always steady and even keel. And that's what you want in a football player. Um, let's see. Okay. We got, we got a bunch here, man. You got a lot of questions for you, coach. Hope you can hang on a little bit longer. Um, what are your thoughts on Justin Herbert's new haircut? Uh, to be honest, I haven't even seen it yet. You know, I've been kind of busy watching, uh, all the film and usually he has his helmet on as I'm watching the film. So, you know, I don't really get a look at the hair. Okay. Uh, coach, have you considered bringing in Rich Kotai as an advisor? That's a good question. You know, we always look to, you know, our, our past history with, you know, all of our Jets legends, um, you know, for any ways that they might want to contribute. Um, you know, certainly if, if I ever had a chance, I would definitely try to pick the brain of the great Rich Kotite. I know he did some phenomenal things with this organization. Um, you know, yeah. So if I ever had the opportunity, I, I would love it. But, you know, I don't know if he's interested in this at that point. How do you explain Justin Herbert playing substantially better than Sam Darnold? Again, you know, it's pretty much a matter of consistency and, you know, what's around him. Um, and unfortunately for Sam, like I said, he hasn't really had any consistency around him, whether it be with the offensive line or the playmakers, um, you know, and even, you know, with the, the play calling going, you know, from uh, a different system in his first year to, you know, myself and Dowell in year two and year three, um, it hasn't been easy. And, you know, like I also said uh, earlier in the week, not having a preseason, that wasn't easy. Having all these pieces just coming in and out, not easy to make those adjustments. Coach, do you realize how lucky you are there are no fans allowed? The booze you'd hear would be off the charts. I, I don't really agree with that. I, I think the fans here in New York, while you know they're they're a rowdy bunch and they want to win, uh, I think they understand the bigger picture and what we're trying to build here. Um, you know, they understand that um, at the end of the day, uh, a couple of you know five, six, seven win seasons isn't really going to appease them. You know, they, they want a consistent winner, and if that means kind of bottoming out this year to kind of build the foundation going forward for what we need, uh, the fans are on board for that. Coach, most diehard fans, myself included, this year want you fired for a Christmas present. Any chance you resign? No. We're at, at the end of the day, we're just getting started here. Like I said, we're finally starting to put this thing into hyperspeed, hyperdrive. Um, you know, we're, we're getting the pieces back. We got our receivers back. Um, you know, we're, we're excited to evaluate Sam, you know, throughout the last, you know, five, six games of the year and see what he could do. Um, but again, it, it's a lot of young players that are coming in here, a lot of roster turnover. And like I said, I think we're just getting started. Okay. Um, let's see. We got a couple more here, Coach. Oh my goodness! This is just—I can't even keep a straight face anymore. Um, <laughs> hey, Coach, how many hours of film do you watch during the week? Uh, pretty much like twenty-three hours. You know, sometimes twenty-two, twenty-one. I try to sleep for an hour or two. Uh, you know, quick bite to eat. Um, you know, as I'm watching film. But yeah, I mean, I, I dive into the film as much as I can. Okay. Um, are you thankful that Chris Johnson is too dumb to fire you? Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that he'd be dumb. I, I, I would say that he's smart for sticking with a coach, uh, you know, throughout some adversity because he sees the long-term plan for what we're trying to build here. Okay. Um, coach, have you considered bringing in Joe Namath as your quarterback? Maybe kind of shake things up a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I think Joe's a little past his prime. I, I know that kind of, you know, some people think our offense is still, you know, a little bit outdated for when, you know, Joe Namath used to play. I would disagree with that, as we saw with Peyton Manning when he executed our offense. But, yeah, you know, I, I think we're a little bit past Joe Namath coming back. What do you think about yesterday when Fireman Ed, who came on our show, did an interview and said he was wrong for supporting you? You know, it, it's always tough to hear that. You know, at the end of the day, Ed's a great dude, one of the you know best Jeff fans out there. And, you know, to, to lose his support, it's uh, it's tough. I'm not going to lie. 
But, you know, I, I think that's still a majority of fans at the end of the day. Um, you know, they recognize uh, a lot of the adversity that we were faced with uh, this year. And, you know, they see the light at the end of the tunnel. Okay, Coach, as we wrap this up, you seem to be very confident that, you know, you've turned the corner a little bit. You have Flacco. You have all your receivers back. But are are, are, you, are you concerned that you're going to be? Are you concerned you're going to be having a young secondary? You have a lot of rookies playing in the secondary this week. No, listen, I'm, I'm not really concerned with it. You know, um, I'm more excited that a lot of these young guys are going to have an opportunity to go up there against some good receivers, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Um, you know, it, it's a great opportunity for them to, to get some experience. Um, let's see. Oh, my goodness. Where, where would you rank yourself out of all the head coaches in the NFL right now? Um, you know, listen, I, I'd like to put myself near the top, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, the results have to show that. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I, I've been uh, a victim of a lot of bad luck, a lot of injuries. Um, you know, quarterbacks pretty much getting injured almost every year. Uh, the one year I had a healthy Tannehill, you know, I won 10 games, made the playoffs. Um, obviously, you know what I could do when Peyton Manning was the quarterback, win a Super Bowl. Um, so, yeah, I, I put myself probably in that top tier. What's it like to never be wrong? Feels great, you know. I, I'm not gonna lie; it, 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 it feels it feels really good. Um, you know, you, you could basically call any play throughout the playbook. Just kind of, you know, throw a dart, and no matter what it is, you know that it's gonna work because it, it's it's time tested throughout practice over you know several years. And it, it, again, you know, the the press, the media, the fans, everybody has questions. You know, everybody's the Monday morning quarterback. Everybody thinks do it. Everybody thinks they know better, but until you've been in these shoes as a head coach, you have no idea what it takes. And for, for somebody like me to be in this profession for as long as I have and to never be wrong, it feels great. Scoring is an overstated stat. Do you agree? Completely agree. 1000%. It's not just uh, about putting up points. Uh, it's about how you move the ball. Um, it's about, you know, developing an identity on offense. It's about establishing a rhythm. It's about having players progress and expand their games, whether it's, you know, wide receiver expanding his route tree, uh, quarterback learning to, you know, read the defense and go through his progressions, buy extra time in the pocket, uh, a running back learning how to blitz pickup, like all those little things you don't see in just, you know, a big 70-yard touchdown. That's not exciting. Um, let's see. That's a very, I mean, it's a very, very, um, coach, how do you feel that even the guy who interviews you laughs at you? I, I wouldn't even say, you know, he, he's laughing at me. I feel like he's laughing, uh, you know, with me as we, you know, just try to get through what's been uh, a tough seven games or a tough nine games with seven games to go in this uh, 2020 injury-aged, injury-played mm. season. Coach, who do you have in the fight with Mike Tyson and Roy Jones? Oh, uh, Mike Tyson all the way. Okay. That's a very good, very good answer there. Um. <laughs> Coach, what do you like more, carrots or sugar cubes? Uh, that's that's a phenomenal question. Um, I think it kind of just depends on the time of day. Um, you know, carrots are always a great snack, especially when you're in the film room. Um, you know, the the sugar cube usually better towards the end of the day after you know a bigger meal. Uh, you know, something like you know you have a big dinner, you have some sugar cubes to top it off, or even a little <laughs> bit of coffee in the morning is always great. But yeah, that, that's a phenomenal question. I can't take it. Uh, how, do you, how do you explain having four to five losing seasons as a head coach? 
Um, you know, I, I explain it as a lot of bad luck. You know, like I just said earlier, um, you know, the one year I had a healthy Tannehill pretty much for, you know, the entire year. We won 10 games, made the playoffs. Um, when I was a coordinator and I had a healthy Peyton Manning, we won a Super Bowl. Um, but for a lot of the other years, it, it's been a lot of injuries and just a lot of teams in general that didn't really have enough talent to, you know, withstand some of those injuries. Okay. Uh, Coach, Coach Gase, are you more of a <laughs> – are you more of an ice or no ice type of guy with your drinks? Um, you know, usually I like ice, especially, you know, hot summer day out on the beach, have the iPad in your hand, you're watching film. Um, you know, you want to keep that drink cold, so ice is always the way to go. Hey, Coach, have you ever rode the Oregon Trail? I have not, but I, I should definitely check it out. Is there is there a, a hidden meaning behind that question? Coach, I'm just asking the questions, man. I, I'm really not really sure. Um you know, the, your, introduction, your introductory press conference was a big topic. Um, I'm sure all of us love to know, what were you on during the introductory press conference? Pure adrenaline, baby. You know, the, the opportunity to take over as HC of the NYJ, um, you know, the opportunity to work with uh, Mike McCagnan for four months, um, and then, you know, bring in my own guy as general manager, and you know, just kind of have full autonomy over a lot of things that we do here, have the ear of my owner who has full trust in me, I was just running on, you know, pure adrenaline. Okay, I guess. And we'll do one more because I know you're very busy, Coach. You probably got more film to watch. Coach Case, how can I stop drinking during Jet Games? You know, for this year, it might be tough. Again, you know, we're, we're evaluating a lot of pieces, a lot of guys moving in and out. Um, so it might be tough this year. Uh, I do encourage Let's Talk Jets Radio Bingo. Uh, always a good time during the game. You know, I try to you know, keep tabs on it. You know, I have the extra tabs open. I have the playbook on one. Have the Let's Talk Jets radio bingo on the other, so I try to you know quickly tune in when I can. Um, but yeah, you know it's tough this year, but for the future, I think you'll enjoy the games a lot more, less drinking. Okay, Coach, what is your opinion on too much horseplay at practice being a distraction? <laughs> Listen, I, I just addressed that. You know, the the days of Rex Ryan and players acting like jackasses, eating cheeseburgers on the field, uh, those days are long over. We're establishing a culture here that's you know much greater than that where guys are focused, paying attention to details, and trying to get better every day. Coach, do you have a final message? I mean, you're 0-9, you're heading out to the West Coast. What is your final message to all the fans out there? Uh, you know, just to keep your heads up. You know, it's been a rough year, um, you know, a lot of bad luck. But at the end of the day, you know, if, if you saw what we see in practice, I, I think you'd be excited. Um, I think it's just a matter of time, again, before we start seeing it on Sunday. These guys are focused. They're working hard. Um, their heads are in the right place. They're all trying to get better, and that's the foundation that we want. Coach, best of luck, man, on Sunday. We, we appreciate your time once again. This is like your fourth interview with us. We feel blessed, and thank you very much, man. Anytime. <laughs> the fucking glasses. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. You're getting too good at this shit, man. Holy Christ. Whew. I got I to gotta go wipe my eyes. You got to talk first. I'll give you something. I'll give you a question to answer. Something. Dude, uh, you have no idea how hot that fucking thing is. For 45 minutes, you're killing me. <laughs> you got to see the fucking... Uh, oh. Here, I you can talk about hot. fire, man. I have to go wipe my eyes. I got fucking just all... Oh. Man, I'm, I, I'm wiping my eyes right now, too. I'll definitely appreciate it with uh, the Fireman Ned interview. Um, you know, he was one of my idols as a kid, so you know, having the opportunity to be able to talk to him now as an adult... Um, is awesome. And it's not just the first time, you know, like I told you guys last night, we used to do a show together, 
um, for pretty much two years, actually, which, you know, was the 2016, 2017 seasons. Um, not a lot of good games to talk about during then, but, you know, always a great interview, passionate as all hell. Um, and just, you love his takes. You love talking to him about football. And here he comes. Dude, that was brutal, man. <laughs> Holy. My eyes were tearing. My nose was running. I was dying, man. My, mine are still right now. So, and then apparently ah. we have uh, we have um, Chris Johnson coming on. It's confirmed now that we yep. it is in progress now. We finally have yep. Chris Johnson on. So, uh, yep. And, and if, for those that didn't figure out, they're like, what the hell is going on? Why is there a donkey <laughs> on the screen? Well, I guess, welcome to our show. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait a second. You mean that really wasn't Coach Case? Oh, shit. How many people are um, shocked right now? Dude, Coach Gabe deserves a, a sugar cube after that lengthy Q&A. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude that, was, dude, that was funny as hell, man. You you brought out some – and they these are like all new questions, man. So that was just – Coach Case is always prepared, man. I mean, you – No matter you, what you throw was, at him, he's always ready for it. Give him props. Oh, my that. goodness. <laughs> shit when the prime time arrived <laughs> just uh, got here so uh, first of all thank you to everybody that uh watched last night with fireman ed we want to thank him for his time too we got all the email about you know having try to get some signed stuff to you the one guy was funny dude he's like yo um can you get me something signed by ed and frankie egger and Corey anderson and they, i'm like what the fuck i'm like so what, what are we like uh memorabilia people here now oh my god so we definitely appreciate it. We want to thank Ed for his time, too. He gave us a long hour, and he's busy as hell right now, so we definitely appreciate it. Um, like you said, we're going to have Chris Johnson on <laughs> very, very soon, which will be riveting, I'm sure, riveting stuff. Um, prime time, I guess if we the Connor McDermott thing surprised me, to be honest with you. Why? Giving him an extension? You think one he's year, good? Though. I mean, it was a one-year extension. I'm sure the contract doesn't exceed, what, like a million and a half dollars, if that? So for a backup offensive lineman? What the hell have we seen that him making good? He sucks. Backup. <laughs> so we, well, we had this fucking backups. The, the one thing that I guess worries me a little bit is, again, is this Adam Gay saying, all right, this is a guy that fits my system and he has the approval of Joe Douglas to give out the contract extension? I mean, or is this Joe Douglas saying, all right, we like the intangibles here with this player. I want to see him in a different system next year. I don't know which direction to kind of look at that. <laughs> with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Why are you always missing the interviews? I mean, it's just, you know, it, it's tough, man. A busy work schedule. I get here late sometimes. And, you know, usually I arrive just after Gase is leaving. So it's tough. You know, it's so funny. Can you imagine somebody for the first time tuning into this live stream and they're like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Like, what are they doing? 
Oh my god! And then, and the best thing was that you keep got you got like testy with me too, like a little fi- like feisty coach case tonight, which is exactly the way he is too. He's such a prick. Yeah, so. I mean that's that's usually his attitude. I felt like I needed, you know, I was watching the film on some of the past interviews. I felt like you know he needed to incorporate a little bit more of that edge. This is all. This is all. Well, first of all, thank you again, Viper. But this is all. This is all prime time, man. He. I don't know how the fuck he keeps cranking out answers and keeping a straight face. I, I can't. I can't even fucking. I have to, I'm to the point again, now. I'm trying to look at your ears. I can't watch your ears. See, I, again, I, I have the benefit of not having my facial expressions get shown at all. So when you're cracking up laughing, I'm kind of doing that sometimes. But it, again, it's under the mask, so I still have the straight face on. So unfortunately, there was a, there was a couple answers you gave me, dude. I was dying. Like my eyes, I, I literally had my. I couldn't even fucking see. <laughs> you get this question asked every time, prime time. Summit, Summit, New Jersey. Summit, Summit baseball. Um, bravo, Mr. Primetime. <laughs> Look, this is this is it. What what the hell did I just watch? <laughs> Welcome to Let's Talk Jets Radio. Hold this on. Is, Carl, Carlos is always joining us. He he should know by now what that was. This is what happens when you're fucking 0 and 9. You're watching Joe Flacco and Frank Gore and Adam Gase is your head coach. What in the living hell do you want us to do? I mean, at, there's at the nothing end, else for us to do. Just gonna say at the end of the day, I'd rather have some laughs about it and you know, crack some jokes instead of sitting here trying to break down X's and O's of a game that nobody gives a shit about. So Yeah, like you know, I wrote down a couple things because I'm like, if in case we got asked a question, and I'm just like, dude, I can just give a shit. Like the only thing is the only thing I honestly think if I'm really gonna give any kind of assessment, this game could be a shootout. This could be like a 35-28 game, 30, because the Jets secondary is a disaster. Like they're gonna run like the weird thing about Anthony Lynn is he likes to run the ball, but our secondary is all rookies, dude. Finally, Pierre yeah. this year is gone. Thank God he's been gone fucking six weeks ago. Brian Poole's hurt. I mean, bless Austin's going to play, but he's banged up. Like, dude, they're going to, Justin yeah. Herbert's going to have like 400 yards passing, and then it's going to be like, why can't Sam Darnold do that? That's going to be the story after this game. Well, again, it, it would kind of go back to partially the play calling, but also look who he's throwing to Hunter Henry, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. I mean, that's yeah. a pretty nice trio to be working Jaylen with. So. Yep. Yeah. And you know, I'll keep saying Sam hasn't, or Adam Gase, as he said several times, Sam hasn't had all three of his wideouts out there for any of these games yet. So I, I'd like to see what he could do with all three of those guys. Um, but for this, for this Sunday, actually though, I'm more excited to watch the defense a little bit. Again, I, I don't get anything out of watching Frank Gore and Joe Flacco, but defensively, it's going to be pretty much three out of four of your starters, I think, in the secondary are going to be rookies between Ashton Davis and then, you know, whoever you end up starting at cornerback. Um, and then even your, your pass rushers with John Franklin Myers, uh, Bryce Huff. Um, who's the other guy? I'm missing. Yeah, Zuniga. Hopefully he gets some reps. So, you know, again, you want to see some of the young guys out there. So defensively, I think you'll see that. Offensively, though, who the hell knows? Thank you guys for watching, man. And if you didn't catch on, I'm glad Nick just caught on. Nick's like, oh, now I get it. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I mean, we said Coach Gase like 20 times, but it just, we're breaking every friggin' rule, but you know, who cares? Yeah. Indy Colt, two questions. Well, first of all, thank you very much, Indy Colt. Two questions. What is each of your Super Bowl picks and where will Sam be excelling next year? All right, prime time. Well, a few weeks ago, I said Chiefs and Seattle because I thought it was going to be the rematch or not rematch, but matchup with uh, Jamal Adams and Le'Veon Bell. Um, I'm still going with the Chiefs in the AFC. I, I just think far and away right now they're the best team, even though the Steelers haven't lost a game. I just think their schedule's been a little bit softer. Um, the NFC, though, is interesting. Um, the Seahawks have kind of, you know, gone downhill a little bit. Uh, I think the Packers are going to be there. This could be Aaron Rodgers' year. Um, so I think they're a team to watch. The Saints I'm not buying at all, especially with the Breeze injury. Uh, the Bucks could be there, but, again, I'm still not sold on their defense, you know, even though Bowles and, and – Their defense? Yeah, I know. Listen, I know he's got them playing well against the run. Uh, I forget if it was last week or the week before where they just got shredded, I think, by the Saints. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's wide open in the NFC right now. 
I'm going to go Steelers Bucks. And then where Sam will be playing next year, San Francisco 49ers. I think that's probably the perfect spot for him, just considering the weapons they have and the guy who'd be coaching him. Um, I think that offense would absolutely take off. But, you know, there's a number of places you could think of, you know, between Pittsburgh, Indy, like we've talked about with the offensive line they have there. Um, the Saints could possibly be a spot with, you know, Breeze now banged up. Minnesota, if, if they move on from Cousins. A lot of places he could go. V-Man, success consists of going from failure to failure without a loss of enthusiasm. Winston, Winston Churchill, that's coming from a guy who said, well, thank you very much. I mean, it's not easy, is, dude. <laughs> this is not easy. It is not easy at all. This is, and like you try, like you try to do some kind of like talk about the game and stuff. And you look at some of the matchups and I'm just like, if you're looking for X's no, the game this Sunday, this is the wrong stream. This is where we drink and try to have a few laughs. Yeah, that's the truth, man. Like, we don't do X's and O's here. We're not giving any breakdown. We'll, we'll go over some injuries. And all I'll say is I think the game's going to be a shootout. It's going to be fun to watch the young secondary, if anything. On offense, I mean, they throw the ball. I mean, Joey Bosa is back for the, for the Chargers, which is fun. Yeah. Um, it'd be a lot more fun if, if Morgan was playing, to be honest with you. But I'll, I'll never understand that. Between him, between P. Ryan, you know, those are all the guys you want to be looking at right now and figuring out what they are. And you know, to be 0-9 without these games meaning anything and still not looking at them, or at least getting a, a longer look at them, an extended look, you know, especially with P. Ryan, just doesn't make any sense. Who drafted better, the Jets or the Knicks? Oh, fuck. That's <sighs> oh, God. Jesus Christ. And you know, the weird thing is, like, this year, like – I'm a Nick fan, but I'm so disgusted with them for the last two years. I don't really watch a lot. I just like I like yeah. Barrett, but I'm like I, I just I'm disgusted. Yeah. So the draft happens. I'm like I don't know any of these fucking guys, but it's like it's, it reminded me. Nick fans remind me of Jets fans. No matter who you take, oh, to steal the draft, uh, man. it's definitely to steal the draft. No, they got their guy. The I thought it's usually the opposite. Not in the you, one, you, you have this segment that no matter what, like they're going to love the pick. There's a segment of Jeff fans, there's a segment of Nick fans, but there's also that other segment that's usually live at the event, streaming it or whatever. That no oh, matter live, it's always like that. Yeah. yeah, that always just goes nuts, that hates the pick. And usually those, those are the ones that are right. So aside from Porzingis maybe, which, you know, for a few months, you know, everybody hated him and then he was a great player and then he got hurt. I mean, usually the fans are right when they don't like a pick. So Yeah, I, didn't, I don't know shit about these guys. Um, I want to see Lamar Jackson get another shot in the secondary. Well, lucky for you, Bill, he is because he has no choice. They're all going to play. They're all hurt. Bryce Hall, you're going to see a lot of these young guys. A lot of Bryce Hall. Yep. yep. Ashton Davis. So you're going to see a lot of those guys. And Awasu's finally back, man. The middle linebacker's going to play. Excited to see him. I'm curious who's going to be. In, I'm curious who's going to be in the slot though with uh, pull out for the year. Bryce Hall. That's, is that where they're going to play him? Oh no, they can put Arthur Millette there, I guess. Right. Yeah. So I, I thought I, th I thought Bryce Hall was more projected on the outside, but you never know. Greg Williams. I mean, it's a mess. I mean, those are just a mess. That that secondary is going to be a disaster, absolute disaster. Um, do you think this is Breeze's sunset year? Looks like Sam may be perfect for the Saints. Oh, Sam with the Saints would be awesome. I don't know. I mean, Bru and Breeze has all these broken ribs. He's out at least three weeks. Oh, here goes prime time. This upsets him. So, all right, I I, I got to ask it like. We're saying the Saints, great for Sam. Niners, great for Sam. Yep. Colts, great for Sam. Steelers. Anywhere but here. So if all these other teams could be a great fit for Sam Darnold, you're obviously saying that he still has plenty of potential to be a very good quarterback in this league. <laughs> so AJ so, Sandry. So for he won't have the same angry so fan base. Team, he won't have the same media. 50 years. Trying to find their franchise quarterback since Namath, start. it just seems crazy to me that we're so quick to dismiss this guy. 
not to go back on the whole Sam shit, but it's like, I don't know. I, I can't judge him on the performance in an Adam Gase offense. Sorry, guys, that you're going through what we went through for centuries. It sucks, man. It sucks. And it, the, the thing is, it's like the Bills fans, especially like I'm a good friend with one certain Bill fan, and I've been roasting him all week long, dude. I have every angle of the Hopkins catch, and I just keep sending it to him. The point is he's not responding to me anymore. Like I've, I've drove – he probably hates me now. But Bills fans are happy. They, they, they turn things around. The Dolphin fans, listen, man, they've, they've all suffered through shit, and they're all on the right track. Brian Flores has it going right. Sean McDermott has it going right. And the Jets are like, what, a year and a half to two years behind all these teams now. They are. Minimum. Minimum, yeah. Uh, I'm surprised you're actually talking shit to Bill fans. If I was him, I would just screenshot the, I don't give, the I don't give a shit. I don't care. I just – because, you know, it is like that kind of loss is like a same old Jets type of loss. You lose on a Hail Mary. That's the same old Jets kind of loss. I got to just fling some shit back once in a while. Yeah, yeah, but when you're 7-3, and three, you can kind of tolerate care. it. You're still on top of the division. That's my little happiness, dude. It's my own sadistic. I don't care. Happy Thanksgiving, guys, and everyone. Keep up the great content. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. I can't Appreciate believe Thanksgiving's it. only a few days away. It doesn't seem like it. Not at all. It's a weird time right now. Feels like we just started lockdown in March. <laughs> We're going back to it probably by another week, oh, sadly enough. I know. Oh, it's terrible. Well, plenty of time for uh, live streams then. Yeah, we'll be, yeah. what else are we going to do? We'll be locked in the house just staring at the – doing live streams. Let's see. Um, at least I have Keenan Allen on my fantasy team. I mean, I was trying to pick up any – I mean, I was trying to get Jalen Guyton, any of them. I mean, our, this secondary is going to get torched. Yep. Um, let's see. Snoopy's back. Yo. Watch the narrative change to the Jets broke Sam completely when he goes to another team and flames out. Oh, Snoopy is not a Sam fan. I mean, that's probably what the narrative would be. I mean, well, ultimately, we'll never know exactly how much damage has been done by this current regime on Sam Darnold. I mean, you know, we could debate all we want. And that's the one aspect that I'll actually agree with, where it's like if a new coach comes in and he says, I, I want to start over with my own guy, you don't question it at all. You, you start nope. fresh, rookie quarterback, rookie contract. And, you know, you just you build around him with the extra picks that you have from Seattle and the cap space that you have. And that's it. You start fresh if that's what the new coach wants. But again, at the end of the day, you, you just, you can't quantify exactly how much damage has been done. You just, you can't. The last game I saw the jets played, they showed a lot of potential, especially the wide receiver core. That must've been the last game with Perryman and Crowder and Mims. I mean, is there a part of you that expects it's, to see that same thing this Sunday with Flacco airing it out? A little bit. I, I think the jets receivers, if they're all out there on the field together, they're somewhat underrated, but I still think they need that number one. I mean, that's what they're missing. If you have Perriman and Mims and Crowder as you know your your skill set behind a true number one wideout, like th that's a nice group of wideouts to you know go to battle with. Or even if you still had Robbie Anderson here, you know with Mims as your two, Crowder as your three, you could live with that. But you know I still think they just they need that one guy that you know takes the pressure off everybody else. Maybe Mims could be that guy. You know we'll see. But yeah. I, I think he's got a long way to go. We need to see Zuniga and Cameron Clark this week. What the hell are we waiting on? They should all play. I mean, like Cameron Clark should not be inactive. I mean, and like, especially if you're going with the youth movement on, on the defensive side of the ball, where they, in theory, cut this year because they want to see the young guys play. Then Henry yep. Anderson shouldn't be playing. Then Cameron Van Clark Roten. should be starting. Van, Van Roten, Roten should be, be out. Playing. Yep. I mean, what Elf Line's ready to play what next week, right? Another week for him. Let him play, see what he can do. Yep. They're going to play him as center, though, which is interesting because does that mean they're not very high on McGovern? Is, is, can they even afford not to be high on McGovern? I'm pretty sure almost all that salary. They were pretty clear when they said year. that they, they believe he's a center. Well, that's interesting then. I mean, maybe as a backup in place of Josh Andrews next year, but for the money he's that on, he's a free agent. 
I'll say for the money that McGovern's making, though, I, I don't know what you're doing with him. Moving him you over move to McGovern guard, maybe? Guard? It's possible. Man, that would be such an indictment on Joe Douglas. If you try to bring in like your anchor center and he doesn't, he flashes out and he goes to guard, yep. you already have that. You already have George Fant making $9 million, who's not really worth the $9 million. Alex Lewis, you brought back, probably not worth that. And Van Roten's definitely not worth anything. And a couple of centers, I think, were drafted within the first three rounds this year. I think yeah, they're doing no decent. Shit. So. Uh, oh, my God. I just, it's just, it's just so, it's just tiresome. No doubt, Sam is going to be great prime time. We just fucked him up so bad. You got to cut the cord. Uh, listen, I'm not entirely denying that at this point. The change of scenery is probably best for him. I, I just hate that in the middle of the season that we're having that conversation uh, about a 23 year old kid, um, you know, just getting rid of him at this point based on what he's done in the Adam Gase offense without any of his receivers out there. there. There were moments where he didn't have any of his top three wideouts. There were two healthy wideouts out there, and they were drawing up plays on the what side. What happened to Cager? I dude, he, he he hurt his knee, I think, on the turf in that Niner game when everyone was complaining about the turf, and we haven't seen or heard about him since. I have no idea. We were, and they were high on him too. Six foot five, good speed. Would you like to have the rest of the games as close as the Pats game, or was that too close for comfort? Way, Way too, close too close for comfort. For comfort. <laughs> I can't yep. do that shit. I was ripping down yep. drinks like I couldn't. I mean, Although I don't want to see that. At the, at the if it was Sam Darnold playing, maybe, I guess. Yes, yes. If Sam's playing, that's different. But at the very least, the Jaguars are also playing some close games. So you figure maybe they find a way to steal a win or two down the stretch somehow. And that gives us a little bit of a cushion in case we win one or two. Yeah, I mean, that's that that Jags-Bears game would be interesting with Foles being hurt. That's definitely yep. going to help a little bit. Yep. Jets in practice. We are the champions. Jets in the, Jets in the actual game. Here's to the losers. Greg Williams' comment today, man. These last two days... And, like, I'm trying to be better because I don't want to make videos just fucking ripping them. But the last two days have tested every ounce of my anger between Dow Loggins' Herndon comment where you can't hold people accountable to the fucking Frank Gore comments to, to I mean, dude, the shit coming out of this organization now, it's just like, stop doing, they, stop talking. To a certain extent, it's like, what are they going to say? I mean... When you're 0-9, there's really nothing you could say that's going to make any fan happy. That that Chris Herndon answer drove me insane. Like it just, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Does somebody actually believe you? You can't hold him accountable. You can't, that's, a, that's his yeah, exact so, word. So they're saying that they're not doing their own jobs, basically. That's unbelievable, man. It's so unbelievable. Um, It's interesting is that, and this is, I just, ah, oh, shit, we got to go back up the comments here for a second. Um. Do you know if any of the current Jet players listen to these shows? Uh, who knows? You never know, man. I think they probably stay away from most of these podcasts because they know that we're probably angry as shit that we're ripping most of the players and stuff. In the past, we know they used to. They definitely, definitely did. In the past, uh, we had a very good rapport with a lot of players. We did a lot of interviews on here. It was yeah. always a, a PG, PG-13 type show. Um, never kind of crossed in any lines, but in our current format, who knows? Secretly, I think there might be a lot of players that listen, just don't say so. And I actually think within the organization, there's some people that secretly enjoy what we do and what we say because they know we're right, but they'll just never own up to it and admit it in public. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just funny, man. Oh, my goodness. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How, how times have changed around here. Tell me. Um, what the hell? Who is, what is, what are the Thanksgiving games this year? I don't even know. What are the games on Thursday? I have no clue. But I mean, my, between the Lions and the Cowboys, I mean, that's two shitty teams. Yeah, I think the night game is pretty good. I forget what it is though. Let's see. How is it the fan Lions, base is more Texans, good? Lions, yeah, Texans, um, Washington football team, Cowboys, and Ravens Steelers. I think we could watch Alex Smith torch the Cowboys. That'll be fun. Yeah. Did you I see like the? Oh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna warn you now. And I, no, I'm no. going to get, get no, all no. your hate ready on the comment section. Get all the hate ready. I don't give a rat's ass. There is a rumor the Dallas Cowboys are going to demand that Jalen Smith takes a pay cut or they're going to cut him. If they cut oh, him, yeah. I'm all in, dude. I fuck, I don't care. I'm all in. I would love to have that speed on this team. I love him, dude. How he's much one of my favorite him? players. Huh? Didn't he have like reconstructive knee surgery or whatever? Yeah. But he's, yeah, he's bounced how, back. How, he's how, how, much you paying, how much you paying him, though? I don't know. I don't really give a shit. I want him. I do. He's one of my favorite players, man. Before so, he, before his leg, before five years, eighty million. You're paying him. He won't want that much. He won't take that much. Four years, sixty million. Okay. <laughs> well, Cowboy like fans hate him right now. <laughs> he was one of my favorite players, man. Before the injury, he was probably one of the best players I saw. He was just ridiculous. Yeah, he and now he's like just top five pick before he got hurt. Yeah, he yeah he was phenomenal, man. Yep. Uh, just crazy. Um, let's see. Here's here's somebody on your side. Keith Darnold trade number one pick, but even me, I'm not saying just trade number one pick. Regardless, I'm saying if you get blown away with a ridiculous offer, where it makes sense with you know an additional two or three first round picks, a couple seconds and thirds, where the offer is just too good to turn down, where you can solidify your offense with multiple pieces around Sam, then I think you have to consider it. Otherwise, I mean, 99% likely new coach, you're, you're taking the new quarterback. Sam needs to leave for Sam's sake, not ours. I 1000% agree. Like I, that would be me. I'm like, I want out of here. I want yeah. away from these fans. I want out of this media market. I want a complete fresh start where, where I go, I'm going to be welcomed and wanted. Well, I can start fresh. The, the only thing I guess is that for any franchise quarterback, I mean, how many opportunities do you really get once you move on to your second team? That's usually your last chance. You know, it's not very Dude, often. Talking, what, 23, 24 years old. No, 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 no. I'm just saying once you get a second opportunity somewhere, if that team eventually moves on from you, you usually don't get a third chance. So how quickly do you want to start that, that second, Yeah, you know, that second chance? I don't know. Hoping Beckton destroys Bosa and Gore runs for a buck 20. I mean, Beckton Bosa is an interesting matchup because Bosa is a beast. But, Gore running but, for a buck twenty makes no sense to me whatsoever. I don't want to do see we, that at all. Do, why do we want that? I don't want that at all. P Ryan would be great, but not not why Gore? I mean, I would like to see them run behind back then. That'd be kind of smart, but they just don't they refuse to do that for some reason. I will never understand that either. Like having motion in the offense, but that's just a whole other thing. That'd be too smart. Bet you Greg Williams is lasting his ass off after your gaze interviews. I'm I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure he is too. I'm sure, I'm sure all these shit back. I'm sure he watches all this stuff. He probably loves it. Um, wonder if they showed in the film room. 
he knows he eats up all this shit. He knows everybody hates Gase. Yep. I am insane. Why am I insane? Well, Jalen Smith? I love him, dude. I don't care. Um, Let's see. Have an awesome Thanksgiving. You as well. Too, Richard. Uh, let's see. We got in the face tomorrow night. Uh, I'm really disappointed in Mike Perry, man. The way that he's... Is he he's still like fighting six, or no? Yeah, I think he is. He gave up 30% of his purse. That guy needs help, man. And the UFC enables him. They, they deal with all his bullshit. The guy needs help, and he should get it. Um, Caitlin Chukagian trains at our school. Phenomenal, phenomenal fighter. So obviously can't take that one. Um, that I mean, can't go Valentina is just awesome, yeah, dude. Like yeah, she is yeah. another level of champion. Like that's she's like she like she's just amazing. Like she can do it all. Her striking is second to none. Her her pace, her cardio, her power, she can do it all. So, and then I I like the champ in the main event too. He's just another. Yeah. I wanted to see him fight Cody Garbrandt for a variety of reasons, but uh. You know, it's a it's a guy. It's a much better card than people think. But the fact it's a pay per view blows. Like nobody's gonna pay for that shit. They're not gonna yeah. get anything for that. What about Shogun? Uh, I'm a Shogun fan, man. I'm, I'm old school. I just like there's certain guys like you don't you can't look at it for like the like the matchup probably isn't good for him, but yeah. he's a tough son of a bitch, and he's a legend. And you just want to see like you kind of want to see him walk away, but he just won't. He just keeps fighting, man. It's crazy. Valentina is also destroying. Yeah, I mean, Valentina is just – she is just awesome. Phenomenal striker. Now, it, she's so good. I'll tell you how good she is. There are people that – there are pro fighters that I know that watch all her training videos, learn her her tricks, the things she does, her attempts, her strategies. That's how good she is, man. Wow. She is phenomenal. Fireman was cool when he called Beckton Highway 77. Yeah, yeah that was – I mean, I, it's funny, man. He's just – it was interesting because oh, – we'll go to this one first. V-Man, don't trade number one pick if we want to get the best possible coach. We need to give him the choice of his quarterback, whether it be Darnold or a draft pick. Otherwise, we'll end up with Gates 2.0. Well, well, you figure if you're, you're going to hire the coach right after the season, so you have yep. three months to figure all that out. So, Yeah, I, I, think that, I think that decision should be for the new head coach to decide. If yep. he wants to start fresh with a new quarterback, he has every right to do so. You let him do but, it. R- rookie contract, five years. You could build off that. But if he still sees some value in Sam plus what they can get back in a trade hall, if they're overwhelmed with something, I think that should be a consideration. But that should still be Here's a, a question, for new head coach to decide. But what if what if Joe Douglas in his mind says, you know what, my guy is Trevor Lawrence, and they bring in Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy is like, you know what, I want Sam Darnold. Then you're sticking happens? with him. You're sticking with Sam. Does Joe Douglas say, you know what, the, I need a coach? The, Do I need a coach that matches my that, mindset? That, that that's something that needs to be discussed in the interview process. You would think, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm how do you feel? They, how do you feel about our our current who has, who, situation? Who has the final say? Does the like if if Joe Douglas tells Chris Johnson or Woody Johnson or fuck Johnson's running this shit? Listen, I need a coach that matches my philosophy. My philosophy is Trevor Lawrence. So if Eric Bieniemy comes in and said, "Listen, man, I want to win with Sam Darnold." What happens? I think you have to go with what the head coach wants. And it would be the same vice versa. If Joe Douglas was saying, I want to keep Sam Darnold, but Eric Bieniemy says, I want Trevor Lawrence. Like you go with what Eric Bieniemy wants. You go with what your head coach wants and what he says he needs. Fascinating, fascinating situation though. But again, like that should be discussed during the interview process. You shouldn't have that. Conf- you shouldn't have that conflict two months after the hires made where all of a sudden. Oh, you know, I, I agree. No, coach, I, I yeah, completely agree with you. Cause that would be fucking stupid. Over under on how many runs on first and 10 for the sake of my liver. For, I mean, dude, 
the last well, like three games, I'm hammered by halftime. These yeah. first down runs are killing me. I don't even know how we're making it to the post game. As a chiropractor, very pleased with Gase's head and neck range of motion. Oh my god, dude! Some of those you got me good. The one you do now with little head turn, you look like that. Look like you're like, dude, kills me. Oh. I think I needed an adjustment though. Or Gase needs an adjustment. Uh, Tyson in prime time. What if the Jets end up with the second pick Ooh. in the draft? Do you really believe in Justin Fields? Can't remember the last good Ohio State quarterback. Crazy thing is, well, it's USC quarterback either. Sam Darnold. Crazy thing is, I, I actually I, I do believe in Justin Fields, but I think the same argument would apply. You know, with whatever the new head coach wants, if he thinks that Fields is the right fit for his system, um, and if he gives them the best chance to win, wants to start over with a you know new quarterback rookie contract, um, you give that coach the opportunity or the right to make that decision. I think. Do you think Trevor Lawrence would refuse to play for the Jets? I think if he will. Adam if Gase, Gase is, is the, the coach. Yep. I think Gase, Gase is the ultimate deterrent. Who the hell wants to play for him? That, that's yeah. and that's got to be part of your process when you like yeah. you can't sell tickets, you can't yeah. do shit. I mean, how how different are the Jets from the Bengals if you eliminate the coaching factor? I mean, city of New York, you ideally have a new coach in here that you know is coming from either a winning background like the enemy or somebody hopefully that's more proven like a Harbaugh, somebody established maybe. Um, and yet, plenty of cap space, additional first round picks. I mean, that would be an ideal situation, I think, to walk into. Aside from the fact that, again, you know, we're kind of the laughing stock media. You don't believe in ownership, maybe. But yeah, you hope that the new coach can ultimately turn that around. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's the only thing that stops him is the coach. Where, you know, and that, mm -hmm. would you blame him? Like, I wouldn't want to play for Gase either. No, not at all. Why, why, why would anybody risk their career after watching what he did to Sam Darnold and Ryan Tannehill? No, I completely He'd crazy. agree. He'd be crazy. Crazy. Um, let's see. So funny how the comments go from like they go from like Jalen Smith to the UFC to the Knicks. They just go all over the place here. <laughs> Very well rounded. Um let's see what we got here. Flacco and Sam are hitting Hearn to write the numbers, but drops. Hearn has been terrible. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. terrible. Yeah, you heard Adam Gay say it, you know, earlier. At the end of the day, he's got to, you know, make the most of his opportunities. And you know, he wasn't getting a lot of them early in the year, but the ones he did get, he had the two drops, the two fumbles, and they haven't Terrible. really gone his way much since. Can we please stop looking for defensive players as a fan base? We need some offense. Listen, man, Daniel, I'm with <laughs> you, dude. I, my entire my entire fucking draft class is offense yep. next year. Like, um, receivers, offensive line, running backs, tight ends, draft offense, and offense, free agency, offense. draft Everything. and free agency. Double Everything. down on all wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, offensive line. Even if you got to take Trevor Lawrence, fine. You, you start over with your new quarterback. Just make sure he has all the necessary pieces around Win 45-38. I don't give <laughs> yep. a shit. Seriously, or, I don't care, man. Lose 50-35, to 35, I don't care. Same exact thing. Yep. Just get our offense back to the rest of the NFL. Yep. Get one side of the ball right, and then you can kind of go from there. <laughs> the most important side of the ball. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, quarterback. Like the rest of the NFL, for Christ's sakes. Yep. Um. Keep Darnold and fire Gase. Use first pick and build your team. Yeah, listen, it's so intriguing. But again, like even I'll say it, like you, you've got to see some more out of Sam over these last. You know, let's assume he plays the last six games. You've got to see more out of him in order Especially to feel confident. The I think are back. exactly. You'd have to see a lot more out of him to feel confident in trading that pick and actually building around him. And I'll still say also that you know it's not you know the end of the world if you make that decision. And, you know, you have all these draft picks, you know, seven in the first round and a bunch of, you know, extra second and third rounders. If you have all these picks and it doesn't work out, well, at least you're building your foundation and you're putting your team in place so that, 
you know, in a year or two, if Sam still doesn't work out, all right, you're, you're not tied financially to a quarterback. You could still trade future picks and you have money available to go get that quarterback and bring him into a winning environment, unlike the one that Sam walked into. Listen, I agree. Um, some great questions in here. Um, happy birthday to uh, Mark Gastineau. Mm-hmm. A great jet. I'm glad he's healthy. He's fighting through it, so that's good. Um, do you guys honestly believe Gates will be gone? I do. I personally do. I think he's going to be fucking out of here. I think there's no way. There's no turning back now. Primetime doesn't. but <laughs> right, right now at this very moment, I do not think he's going to be fired. I don't think ownership you know, feels that this is all on him. Um, I think Joe Douglas listening to his conference as well, you know, when he was kind of taking the blame for a lot of the, you know, roster decisions that haven't gone well, I think this is just one of those things where they were both in it together. They both knew this wasn't going to be, you know, a, a playoff or bust type of season. Chris Johnson even came out after week one, gave him the vote of confidence. So it's, it's hard to feel like right now he's going to be fired. Do I think that if they finish 0-16 and you know, we see more of these double-digit losses, no progress from Sam if he comes back? Could that change? Absolutely. When they talk with Trevor Lawrence's agents and he says, no, I'm not fucking playing for Adam Gase. Could that change things? Absolutely. But right now on the surface, does Chris Johnson and Joe Douglas want to fire Adam Gase? I don't think so. I agree with what Ed said. Best, best case scenario is going one and 15 and getting first pick. We really don't want to be a third team in NFL history. I listen, I don't give a fuck, man. Whatever gives me the first pick in the draft. Oh, and 16, one and 15, like, oh, and 16 doesn't embarrass me. Like, if it guarantees that Gase is fired and Trevor Lawrence is coming here, I'm cool with it. Or number one pick. Like, all I want is number one pick. I don't care how I get it. Yeah. Zero wins, one win, two wins, whatever gives me the number one pick. Like, I'm not embarrassed. Like, I'm already embarrassed. Yeah. We're the worst uh, in football. Like, yeah, b- being being the laughing stock of the NFL for a decade, that's embarrassing enough. So, 1-15, 0-16, 2-14, there's really not a difference. You're the worst team in football this year. The record isn't changing that. So, yeah, at the end of the day, you want to be in the best position to not only – you know, either take the quarterback or trade down and get assets, but to attract your next head coach to come here. Yeah. I pounded three Montauks. Tice should do a shotgun because it's Friday and we're Jeff fans. Now we're shotgun on Friday nights. I agree. No way. I got I I to train tomorrow morning at eight o'clock. Brutal. I, wouldn't mind. I mean, <laughs> watching you drink out of the mask, dude, it's freaking hysterical. We got to get Adam Gates to do a shotgun one day. 95.9. Oh, yeah. 95.9 the rat. Rat rocks. Kenzie nice. on the radio. Good friend of mine. I love that's. They're like about 20 minutes from me up in Belmar. Very good rock station. 90, and I like 92.3 on Sunday mornings. They do like the uh, alternative shit, which is good too. Pride Time's like, I really don't give a shit. I, I just listen um, to sports talk radio. What's that? I said, I just listen to sports talk radio and argue in the car with Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to Boomer. I'll listen to Boomer and Geo. And I, listen, I, I love Carton and Roberts. I think they're hysterical because they just do all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. I get them for like Moose, a half hour on the way home. Yeah, I can't do Maggie and Moose. They're just pretty bad. So I go to, I go to like rock music. Um, let's see. Hammer the over on first down runs. I mean, phew. interesting question though about backup quarterback for next year. Do you bring in a veteran? Like to me, Morgan is not your backup quarterback. You bring in a vet, like especially if you're gonna have Trevor Lawrence here, you need a veteran guy, dude. Like Josh McCown be perfect. I don't think Flacco is a guy. I think Flacco wants to play. So get him out of here. Fitzpatrick's not your guy, but like you need to have some kind of veteran, right? Yeah. I mean, ideally, you know, especially if you're bringing in another rookie, another young kid, yeah, you want to have somebody there to mentor them, somebody that they can talk to that's not, you know, a coach, somebody that's on the field, kind of seeing what they see. So, yeah, you know, Josh McCown, I thought was the perfect mentor back in the day. Uh, If you could bring him back, even as, you know, a quarterback coach, it'd be nice to have a quarterback coach finally. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, we'll see what happens there, but definitely veteran. Why not? 
I know this will never happen, but I would love that we have Josh McDaniels as a head coach. Never happen. Nope. How many jobs is he backed out of? Right? He backed well, out Colts. of like the, what, the Colts. He's always like, I'm interested. I'm interested. He backs out like last minute. He'll never come to the Jets because Belichick would just disown him. Yeah. So, um, well, you just said this. We'd like to see Pennington or McCown as quarterback coach for Lawrence. Yep. Chad doesn't want to do, he's not into it though. He's doing a lot of high school stuff, right? Yeah. Surprising too. I always thought, you know, he was one of the more intelligent guys I've ever, you know, seen play the game, talk about the game. I think he'd be a great coach at this level if he wanted to do it. But yeah, it doesn't seem like he has the interest. Would you guys want to see what Morgan has in his tank? Yes, Sunday. I want to see now. Like, why are we waiting? Was that a pun intended for the tank? But yeah, I mean, I'd love to. <laughs> I, I'd love to see Morgan. I, I don't see any reason why you're not playing him. There, there's nothing to learn from watching Flacco operate this offense. You know, maybe you want to get a look at some receivers with a quarterback that you trust a little bit more to get the ball out quickly. But at the end of the day, you know, Flacco, uh, Morgan's been here for more than half a season now. Got to play him. Got to find out what you have. We need cornerbacks and pet. Listen, Jake. Offense, man. Like I am so tired of our offense going backwards. Whatever you your quarterback is, Smith. as one of our pieces of the puzzle. But <laughs> with next year, whether it's Sam or Trevor Lawrence, receivers, running backs, tight ends, offensive line. Like I want a plethora, dude. Like a yep. ton of them. Offense first, everywhere. No more excuses. Yep. That's it. Like we have to. Yeah. Listen, it's not I a playoff year. It, it's not a playoff year no. next year anyway. Who cares? No. No, I said it this offseason, and same thing applies next offseason. Every dollar that you have, every draft pick that you have, if you use every single asset on the offensive side of the ball and just you know trot out the exact same defense that you have next year that you know you've been rolling out this year, I'd be fine with it. So we know our defense would suck. It'd be you know bottom five in the league again. You know we'd be giving up more than thirty points a game. That's fine as long as you surround your quarterback with talent and you develop him the right way. Whether it's a new guy or you turn Sam around. As long as you solve one side of the ball and you properly develop your quarterback and instill some confidence, get him in a rhythm, I'm fine with that. That's what we need. Happy Thanksgiving from Canada. Well, thank you, Trevor. I appreciate that. A lot of happiness here. Everybody's in a festive mood until Sunday when we go back to back to our miserable watching the shit team. Seven more um, games. Almost there. A lot of Chris Herndon questions. Do you think a new coaching staff could fix Chris Herndon? Couldn't uh, hurt, man. Can't can't rule it out just from again from watching Mike Jacecki with Miami. I mean, it, it doesn't seem like the tight ends really ever a part of an Adam Gase offense. I think we saw what Chris Herndon was capable of his rookie year. I think it was like 39 yep. catches over 500 yards, stretched the field a little bit. You know, kind of showed some versatility as a blocker as well. I thought he improved in that area throughout the year. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's surprising to see what's gone on this year, especially with the lack of weapons. You f- you feel like he'd get featured a little bit more, and you know, just the the limited opportunities he did have, he didn't do much with it. Thoughts on going after Melvin Ingram as a free agent? Well, we actually had on a Chargers fan on our show yeah. on Tuesday night, and they were really down on him. He hasn't done shit this year. Yeah, he doesn't even older, have a sack yet this year. Yeah, older player. They cha- they changed his weight. They told him they would add more weight on. I'll pass. I'll definitely pass on that one. Um, hang on a minute. Was Kevin even here for Gase's interview? Hmm. Walked in just as he was leaving. And it's a shame, too, because this is, what, like the fourth time he's been on, and every time, you know, I'm kind of, you know, getting in a little bit late, stumbling back from work, and I just miss him. So, sucks. Offense is important, but have to find an edge rusher way too easy for opposing. Listen. Don't care. Uh, I don't care. Like, we're not going to the playoffs next year. We're not going to Super Bowl next year. Build your offense around your young quarterback. We just, we're just going through this shit now. It's yeah. got to be 
offensive line. Like we we just question almost what four fifths of the line right now. Yeah. The, the the only th- uh, the only argument I guess you can make is that if you really find that impact edge rusher who can really get after the quarterback, you know, change the game on third downs, get some strip sacks, some turnovers, you give your offense more opportunities with the ball. You know, getting off the field instead of you know all these twelve play drives where you know we're bent but don't break. You know, maybe that helps the offense a little bit, but at the end of the day, like I, I just want playmakers here. Prime time. If you need to put all this around the quarterback, he's not a franchise quarterback. He will never be a top 12 quarterback ever. He's not even a top 20 quarterback. But Woof. how how can we say that, though, when there there is no situation out there right now that's similar to what Sam Dar- – I mean, name any quarterback right now that's been put in the situation that Sam has from a coaching standpoint, offensive line, Mitchell. and playmakers. I'm talking about like a legitimate franchise quarterback. You like Gardner Minshew? It's my boy. The mustache. Winning ball games down there? Again, Josh Allen, <laughs> Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, even Herbert, like even Burrow with the weapons he has. He doesn't have much of an offensive line, but he's got the right play caller. He's got some wide receivers. Like th- there's no young quarterback that's been thrust into a starting role that didn't have all three from the coaching standpoint, blocking offensive line and weapons. Yet since Sam has been here, he kind of, I mean, his first year, not a great offensive coach, but he still made progress. Do you, but do you attribute any, the, do you admit that he does make mistakes yeah, on his own? Like course, there's some things course. he does wrong, like that's yeah. not I, good I, signs. No, I, I never deny that. But again, I, I feel like it's important to just acknowledge just why he's, I feel like it's important to acknowledge more so why he's put in that situation to fail. I think it's, I think it's a, a comedy of mistakes. I, I, I don't think it matters who, would be under center for the past two and a half years. If we drafted Lamar Jackson, if we drafted Josh Allen, we'd be talking about getting rid of them and starting over with a new quarterback at the end of this year. And if Trevor Lawrence was here for the last two and a half years, I don't think that would have changed anything. Gase will be gone if New York City media drives a head coach three years at the winning, and there's no way he'll last three minutes after the season ends. Listen, I think once this season comes to the end, like week 16, Fans have got to make it clear that they are completely unhappy and they will not renew and buy tickets. So they're not going to support this team. They've got to their let their already though. I'm saying we got there are a lot of fans right now. I don't give a shit. They've mailed it in. They don't care anymore. They're not watching the games. They're not buying. You know, like we got to make everybody know, understand. Listen, fire this clown now, or actions will be taken. All I got to say about this, <laughs> I, I I almost want Gates to come back just to find out what your plan is, dude. I want an autograph shirt of you guys. You're sick. Get out of here. You guys are becoming famous. <laughs> Shit, we ain't famous, man. We're just two fucking fans drinking Trulies and Cider Boys right now. I'm actually drinking a a pineapple hula, apple pineapple Ooh. hard cider. Sounds kind of good. Yeah, it is, dude. Cider Boys. Dude, these are good, man. They're really good. Yeah. Still haven't tried not, good, not good for your headache and hangover, but they're good. <laughs> but I mean, what else is going on? <laughs> what else can we do on Sundays? Uh, if Rodgers leaves Green Bay and Jets trade number one pick, would you be, no? Would you be oh. no, 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 no? We don't want Aaron Rodgers. No, why? We need to. Why? What, you're gonna bring him here and do what? You're not gonna win with uh, him. I was gonna say this isn't you know the 2008 Jets where they've got you know a veteran built you're team ready to win away. now. Yeah, you're not a Brett Favre away from really doing much here. So, oh, was the second question. Like, yeah, top, top two favorite two. films. Oof. Oof. Top two favorite films, Shawshank Redemption and Goodfellas. Can't go wrong with Goodfellas. Um, I guess because you went that direction, I'll go in the comedy direction with uh, Superbad and Forgetting Sarah Marshall. It was good for a good laugh. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. What? That's probably that's that's probably that's probably the best one of all time, actually. Okay, 
Is this a good draft for running backs? I have no idea. Nope. That, once the like the end of the season comes, we'll look at all that. But to me, I'd rather pay. I'd rather draft a running back than pay a running back. I, I heard but, this year's receivers class is supposed to be good, just as good as last year. So was last but, year's. <laughs> that, that worked yeah. out well for us. Yeah, exactly. How much faith do you have in Bryce Huff? I mean, he's, this is his first year, man. You got to give him time to. And you know how much faith I have? Enough faith to let him play a lot the next seven games. Him and John Franklin Myers, let him play, man. Let Zuniga play. Let's see what you have. Williams was pretty high on uh, Franklin Myers today when he was talking about him. So he was pretty high in general. <laughs> Fucking the best practice they've had in two years. Give me a break. Be careful what you wish for, guys. Morgan is an unknown quantity. He might ball out and win you three games. Let him start Good. next year, then. Yeah, let's say then you then you have your franchise quarterback, and you dra- and you draft Dude, your number one. Could you imagine? Quarterback competition next year training camp. James Morgan versus Sam Donald for the starting Could you job. imagine? Oh, my God. Um, you guys need a Joe Judge type of coach or Mike Vrabel. I like Mike Vrabel a lot. Yeah. But, I mean, Joe Judge came out of nowhere, man. People are like, what the hell? Like, yeah. Give him credit, though. Um, doing disciplined yeah. coach. Not easy. Good luck, gentlemen. You're gonna need it. Fins up. We don't want luck. We want to lose. We're 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 the we're losing. We're we're rooting for losses here, so we're not worried about it. Um, or are we gonna need luck <laughs> not to win? <laughs> what? Who do, who Someone doesn't like Sarah Ken- Marshall? Who doesn't like Sarah Marshall? Honestly. Um, Tyson and Prime Time should get credit for helping tamp down the COVID curve. Instead of being out causing spread, we all sit around and have a good time with this. That's true. Oh, thank you. Especially on Sundays, man. These 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 freaking live streams are long, man. We're like on this for like six hours. Yeah, it's crazy. He's going out to a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell doesn't like forgetting Sarah Marshall? Honestly. Oh my goodness. Like uh, it's a good laugh if you're drunk, you need a good laugh like that. That's dumb and Dumber. Can. My cousin Vinny's another very good one. Um, what about TV shows? What is it? What about TV shows? Uh, two favorite TV shows. Let's see. Um, let's see, guys. On a scale of one to ten, how pathetic are we for still watching every Sunday? Zero. I mean, we're fans, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's said? I'm a Jets fan. I'm watching this live stream. Hey, man, it's. Uh, Appreciate you, Daniel. Kevin, you're insane. There's no way you could pass on Trevor Lawrence if you're picking. Sandwich damage is good. Move on already. Again, I, I'm I'm saying that's for the new head coach to decide. If he thinks that Sam's not damaged goods and he likes the the team that he can build around Sam Darnold by what he can get in a trade, I think you consider it. But in all likelihood, a new coach is going to want to come in and you know start over with their new quarterback on a fresh contract. Breaking Bad, phenomenal, that's phenomenal, phenomenal. Show. I binge watched the shit out of that, dude. Because I like I never yeah. I got I couldn't stop watching. I was up to like three o'clock in the morning watching that shit. That um, that that and uh, Sopranos, I, I got turned on too late, but phenomenal shows. And my top two, I guarantee probably nobody that's watching has ever even seen, um, Spartacus and Banshee. If you ever get a chance, check out those two phenomenal shows. Probably nobody has ever even heard of them, but my top two. I, uh, I love the uh, Sons of Anarchy, the Mayans, and then on Netflix, dude, anything like Narcos, anything with the drug yep. cartels, I watched that Ozark. shit for hours. Yep. Ozark. Ozark, yeah, there's yep. so many good things, but anything like drug cartels, I'm fascinated by like all that shit. Yeah, forget it. So, but, and like that, or like motorcycle gangs. Uh, let's see, Sopranos, Friends, yep. Breaking Bad, Sopranos. Sopranos is awesome. Um, Sons of Anarchy, 
The Wire, another good one. Definitely a good one. That's something that's on my list. I gotta watch. Um, Seinfeld. Everybody likes Seinfeld, I think. You're a Seinfeld fan, Primetime? That's a little bit before me. All right, then. I've watched some episodes, but not enough where I could say, like, I'm a, a fan or I can... Log Me is another anti-forgetting <laughs> Oh, my God. You guys are the worst. That's why everybody wants to trade Sam Darnold. They don't like Sarah Marshall. <laughs> but see, so basically what we're saying is I'm with them, so we're all on the right side. You're on the wrong side. No. You guys don't have a sense of humor. Prime keeps it real? Yeah, see? Scotty He's knows. a Dolphin fan. What does he know? He knows. Uh-oh. Stop making excuses for Sam. He's not a rookie. It's not excuse. It's facts. <laughs> I mean, we're asking this kid to put the team on his back when nothing around him has been consistent. We want him to be consistent, but nothing around him has been consistent. Tyson, do you remember the Jets tight end by the name of Johnny Mitchell? Number 86. I do remember him very well. All the talent in the world and didn't pan out. Yep. I also remember the year where they had, uh, what was it? Uh, Ryan Yarborough and Stevie Anderson at wide receiver. They had a, a just a mismatch of shit and Boomer Sias and like I don't know how he even well he didn't survive, but they <laughs> they lined and they tried to sell it to us too. Like the receivers were horrendous. Yeah. It's like how do you even? Johnny you Mitchell was kids? right after uh, Mickey Schuler, right, or a little yeah. bit after that. Yeah. yeah, he had so much talent. He had a couple. Of big, I think he had like a. I forget. It was like a big game against the Dolphins. He had some like, great games. He had so much talent, dude. But it's just fucking painful. So many of those players we've had over the years. Yep. Let's Dustin see. Keller. Dustin Keller was another one. Did you guys watch The Last Dance? I just finished it. Thought it was great. Michael Jordan, I guess he's talking about. Oh, yeah. Yep. I watched that. That was really good. Yep. He's a, he's a, he, dude, if you watch him though, he's drinking his face off. Did you see like the glass? <laughs> yep. Yep. It'd be like almost down. Next time he's back up again, like that was down. Yep. Like yep. his eyes were all bloodshot. It's like us. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just need his money. Um, let's see. Forrest Gump, Boogie Nights, Walking Dead. I didn't never watch Walking Dead. I watched some of the early season. It was hard to stay into it. Banshee. Yep. Best series so far. If you like Narcos like Ozark awesome. and Narcos and all those, you would fucking love Banshee. Narcos and the, the, then it's uh Narcos like not was it Mexico? The other one there's like another Mark, another Narcos too. It's really yeah, good Narcos too. Mexico. Yeah, yeah, it was really. I, good. I, I started that one, but. I, it was hard to stay into that one too. Not the same cast and everything. Prison Break was really good too, man. I love Prison Break the first time when it first the when they edit came back. It wasn't. Uh. You know, which was a was a weird fucking show that lasted about five, I guess five segments. Well, it's called Stalker. I think it's on CBS. Show was creepy as hell, man. Creepy, creepy, creepy shit. And then it got canceled. They probably gave too many ideas to actual stalkers out there. It was a weird ass show, though, man. No, Prime time. You think after your movie picks that we're going to listen to your show picks? <laughs> Let's, go. Uh, let's see. I approve Goodfellas too. Casino surfing instructor. Star if you get bitten by a shark, you're just not going to give up surfing, are you? That's right. I am. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Fuck that. Sons of Anarchy was great. All right, we covered all our TV shows. Best movie ever is Shawshank Redemption. Um, Prime Time, are you a South Park guy? I am, actually. I mean, I, I don't, like, watch it still religiously anymore. I mean, growing up, I used to watch it all the time. But now it's yep. like, you know, if you're drunk yeah, or high at the end of the night, turn it on for a few episodes. Yeah, Same thing no, with Family Guy. I like, I like that humor, though. Yeah. Um, you don't see that much <laughs> nowadays. 
Primetime watches The Crown. The fuck is that? Is that like The Bachelor that. or something? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I do. I, I'll, I'll give you some. Wondering some. Oh, I love this movie. I love Casino. I watch yeah. it all the time too. Yep. You know what I I watch my fucking that I watch that Love After Lockup shit because oh, just God. see how fucked up this world really is. <laughs> the people that they, they date the inmates and the inmates get out and like it takes like three days and they get the inmates more <laughs> because obviously I'm not gonna be with them. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> any, shit, any shit that I get for Sarah Marshall, pff, you fucking watching Love After Lockdown? It's, it's, so, it's so predictable. Like the, like the one girl is like a really good looking girl. And she's dating like a 48-year-old dude. Fat, belly, all this shit. And he gave her like thirty or $40,000 while she was in jail. He bought a house out in like Tennessee or some shit for her. within three days. She's like, "Yeah, I'm not attracted to you." Like, <laughs> like he was like, "I'm, so, I'm so devastated." Like, bro, you couldn't see this. And then like the one, the one who's always known for um, running, always running away, never showing up for a court case. This guy put a fifty thousand dollar bond down for her, to, like for like a bail bond, and make sure she shows up the day before she goes to court. She fucking bails on him, fifty oh, grand, dude. So now he's having like a heart attack. He's all like, I'm like, dude, Jesus. It makes you feel better at life sometimes. Like, dude, there's people that are just so <laughs> like. What's the Jersey like, Shore? Yeah. Dude, I watch the Jersey Shore, man. Come me too. on. It's, me too. I grew up with that in college. I mean, that was, yeah. that was my shit in college. We see these. They, they live like. I was, not, I was actually there when they were filming for like season one for a couple episodes, just hanging out on the boardwalk. Yeah, they were in Manalpin. I was there um, a bunch of times there in Seaside filming at like. Uh, what the hell is that place? The uh, the Mexican place they're always at. So yeah, Jersey Shore, dude. I like. It. Listen, friends, like they're all they're all good, man. They're all when they when the camera's not around, they're all really really cool people. They do a lot of shit in the community. A lot more you guys people realize. You guys didn't know that Tyson does the GTL before every episode. Jim on Sunday? Did you? <laughs> all right, just for that. Here you go. <laughs> Prime time spritzers. Keeps the Adam over. Gase's favorite show is Mr. Ed. Well played. <laughs> Very well played there. Oh, shit. Uh, let's see. Deadwood. Oh, did the Knicks get Hayward? Did they? Oh, fuck. I yeah. hope not. They did. That was like the last guy that I wanted. That's the last guy that I wanted. I, can, I just I fear what kind of money they gave him. This fucking team. Probably they just cleared all- the max deal. They cleared all that cap space out. They cleared out what forty-five million dollars in cap space too for him. Yep, Come I guess on, so. Man. What do we? Do? Can we get a point guard? Oh my god! I don't, I don't see anything official yet, but unless I'm dismissing it. How about worst movies of all time? Rocky Five. Um, I don't know if I have worst movies of all time. I don't think I have any. I'm trying to think of something like I really hated. Um. Hoosiers, another good one. Two the two great sports movies, Hoosiers and Rudy, are both phenomenal. I mean, how can you not like Rudy, man? Yeah. I mean, the best, the best. I mean, aside from the school he plays at, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just a legendary school. So college football is all about right there. Inglorious Bastards, another great movie. Got to put Remember the Titans in there. Another, that's another good one. Any given Sunday. Um, 
any given Sunday's another one. Friday Night Lights. Uh, <laughs> this live stream just gone right there, just <laughs> all over the place. Dark Knight and Silence of the Lambs. I'm with yep. you. I like both I, of those. I haven't too. seen Dark Knight, but yeah, Silence Dark Knight was really good. Knicks are going to sign Hayward and trade for Westbrook. I mean, that's just that's like what the, exactly what you don't want to do. Both things you don't want to do. I'll never understand the risk. I don't, I don't mind the race to re for what reason. We we've been what rebuilding what the Jets for the last ten years. I mean, we've been in the same rebuild situation the Jets have been yeah, in. But just go young, dude. Let all See, these I, young kids play. They have a good coach finally. We've been saying that for have, years, though. But dude, they say, but with all I, shitty I, I want to see competitive. I want to see competitive basketball. At this I can point. give a fuck, dude. Give me five young guys running around figuring it out. Save the cast base. I don't want no forty million dollar your player. It doesn't even want to be here. Yeah, every two three years we save the cap space. We don't spend it, or we sign you know these one two year contracts, hoping you know we're going to get LeBron, hoping we're going to get Giannis, and we never get those guys. Hoping we're going to get Durant. They never come here. You both watch Jersey Shore. <laughs> the subscribers, dude. It is what it is, man. It's, we're in Jersey. I live in the Jersey Shore for Christ's sake. The fuck you want? Once shit opens uh, up, we're gonna have to hit up the shore. Start fist pumping. And actually, a good a good friend of mine, the situation lived next door to him, and then Snooky lived down the street from my parents. So, just it was yeah, just Snooky like, lives right by me, Florham Park. Yeah. Yep. Um. Did you notice how Adam Gase has been smiling at all his press conferences lately? Makes me think there's a chance ownership informed him he was coming back next season. Don't start that shit. Don't even start that shit. Not happening. It's, not start, it's just the reality, I think, of what things are right now. He probably feels very comfortable that he's coming back because that was the plan all along. Let's see. <laughs> Man, I don't even know what that is. As it's probably on his DVR right now. <laughs> uh, Kevin watching South Park High call is very true. Uh, yeah, man, listen, man. Back in the uh, day. Yes, he did. He did, but he is a uh, – he's changed his life around, man. He's doing a lot of really good shit for a lot of people, man. He do, he goes yeah. to a lot of rehabilitation centers. He does a lot for uh, mental health people. He does a lot, a lot of shit, man. A lot that more than people realize. Yeah. I was going to say, like, the, just his, his persona from, like, the early seasons to, you know, the last, like, few that they've done, I mean, completely different person. Yeah. Yep. Do you guys think we blew it with the Austin Safarian Jenkins? That guy was great. I mean, he hasn't. He's been like he's been in trouble too, hasn't he? Well, I'll say he signed for two years. I think like eight million with uh, Jacksonville, and they cut him. I think midway through the first year, and then he got picked up by somebody. Who was cut right away after that, and I haven't heard his name since. So I don't think they blew it at all with him. You guys are not selling your neighborhoods. Just saying, I don't care. Got <laughs> <laughs> nothing to sell. I'm two towns over from Florham Park where the Jets practice. So what do I have to sell? Yeah, I live 20 minutes from the beach. <laughs> I can give a shit. Uh, let's see. Hayward is not signed with the Knicks. He's supposedly going to the Pacers. Thank God. Oh, all right. Good. So now just get Westbrook know, in here. Nothing to do with him. No Westbrook either. Come on, man. You're part of the problem too now. Give me Westbrook. Come, why? Guy's a beast. Primetime has seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall, but not The Dark Knight. You'd, you'd be surprised at some of the movies that for whatever reason I just I haven't seen yet. Hey, Primetime, if you like Banshee, you should watch The Boys on Amazon Prime. Oh, all right. I got to check that out. Yeah, because uh, the actor who plays Lucas Hood, uh, Anthony Starr, he's phenomenal in that series. So, yeah, I'll check that out. Uh, I mean, the Knicks need, a, uh, Knicks need a point guard for fucking five years. That's what I'm saying. Go get Westbrook. Come on, man. But not but a young one. Oh, well, let's get be here for Why? like the next he's 20 31. years. He's 31 years old. 
Dude, you know how many miles are on his tires, man? Oh, stop it. It's basketball. Stop it, dude. Yeah, it is basketball. basketball. It's not football. You get old fast. Oh, stop. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Fighting about There we go. <laughs> Always oh, representing my. pork roll. You know the deal. Next need a point guard. Oh, I think you did that one already. Broadway Empire. Um, Are we talking about Boardwalk Empire? Yeah, I guess so. I've never heard Broad Boardwalk Empire was good. I watched all five or six seasons <laughs> of that. Prime Time is definitely a big Dancing with the Stars fan. It was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, this is this is where this live stream has gone to, man. Uh, Brutal. Poor Sam. I have Chester's poster on my wall. Respect to Lincoln Park Tyson. Yeah, that was tough for me too, man. That was – there's a couple of them that hit you when those kind of things happen, which are so crazy and unfortunate and yeah. just shocking. That one got me. Chris Cornell got me. The uh, the hell is the guy that eats the food? Um, Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain, yep. There's a couple of them, man, where it's just like, geez, it's just like – the Chester Bennington one, that one set me back a little bit. That was That was yeah. a rough one. Um, let's see here. Uh-oh. Top five bands for each. Tyson, thanks for turning me on to Shinedown. You want to, you want to, um, Indie Colt, a really cool thing with Shinedown, look up Smith and Myers Starland Ballroom Acoustic. Uh, they did it last year and the year before. Somebody filmed it. It is phenomenal. It is, if you like Shinedown, their Smith and Myers Acoustic is fucking, they are one of the best live acts going right now. A prime time, your top five bands. Believe it or not, I'm not like this is probably crazy. I'm not like a huge music guy. I mean, I listen to Lincoln Park like you, Chili Peppers. Believe it or not, growing up, you would never guess this. My number one artist, Tupac. Always, always with the headphones on, listening to Tupac. So your top five musicians then. I'll let you do musicians. So yeah, I mean Lincoln Park, Chili Peppers, Tupac would be in there. Um, definitely throw Lil Wayne in there, and then maybe Eminem. I'm a rap I'd go, guy. Uh, I'd go Lincoln Park. Shine, I mean, not time. No, no specific order. I do uh, Lincoln Park, Shine Down, uh, System of a Down. I'm a big Kill Switch Engage fan. Uh, how many is that? Lincoln Park, Shine Down. I mean, Metallica. There's a, there's some of them. That, yeah, I mean, I even like Papa Roach. I mean, there's some like, you know, I don't know. That's kind of I guess that's it. But there's some like I like some of the really heavy stuff. Like you know, I've been I've been to some really angry concerts, man. <laughs> Rage Against the Machine, big fan of Rage Against the Machine, Public Enemy. So, I guess we answered that. You don't like you don't like you know not a Metallica guy. I do. No, I like Metallica. <laughs> Snooky greater oh, than Sam. Snooky greater right. than Sam. <laughs> that's just not right. That's funny. Snooky at fullback. Oh, so funny. Let's see. We got American Graffiti. Yeah, Boardwalk Empire is another one. Yeah, Boardwalk Empire was good. Uh, let's see. <laughs> the Nick signed beer to see <laughs> So bad. That makes sense. There's one for you, Prime Time. I have Strike. not. I have not watched Strike Back. Yeah. If it's any good, I'll have to check it out because I have not watched a new show in quite a while. Actually, Power, I think, was the last new show that I've been watching. So that's actually really good if you checked it out on Stars. Breaking Benjamin, phenomenal live. Oh, I mean, they're good. Godsmack, another great band live. Um, there's there's so many good ones, man. And the, the really cool thing, well, I mean, there's a positive 
once this pandemic is over, which is probably be like May or April, there's going to be so many fucking concerts, man. Like they're going to be concerts almost every day, everywhere. Like these bands are going to be torn like crazy. And I can't wait, man. I mean, Dropkick Murphy's another one I like. I mean, Two and a Half Men. I could always watch that. August Burns Red. Yes, definitely. Uh, Queen. I like the old Queen too, man. I like them as well. Um, Disturbed. I don't like. Oh, don't I don't like. I don't like as much because they all sound, all their songs sound the same. It seems like they have yeah. that same kind of They're screaming. Yeah, yeah. Not even <laughs> screaming. Just that whole, the same like the same beat. Um, Master of Puppets, phenomenal album. Um, I, I didn't know if that was a puppets and muppets joke. Yeah, it's, it's very, yeah. <laughs> guys are getting drunk and really sick of the hate on Sam. Can't wait till he went to the Super Bowl elsewhere. Yep, yep. You haven't even hated him that much tonight. To Snip me, he's already gone. So Come on. I can't wait to see. Yeah, dude, I cannot wait for live concerts, man. I just can't wait. Like, we live like the Stone Pony here in the summertime is such a phenomenal venue. You have the PNC Art Center, you have Starland Ballroom. It, we have so many great places where they're like kind of quaint, you know, like you're just great concert halls it's brutal man bruce springsteen new album out dude he's amazing like for his age he has still the, the fire and passion and still cranking out shit it's amazing i'm not in a bruce family i like only like his like his popular either. songs yep starland ballroom one of my favorite places my two favorite places in jersey in terms of hanging out is starland ballroom and stone pony love those absolutely awesome places Never been. All right, either. back back at prime time again. You've never been. Wait, hold on a second before we go to this comment. <laughs> you did what? I You've never been to Starland Ballroom. Nope. And never been never to Stone been, Pony. Never been to a live concert. Do what? Spend all my money going to sporting events. That's why I never. never You've been never concert. seen a live band. Never like a, a. Nope. Nope. I mean, like I've seen like you know like shitty bands like you know playing bars bands. and dive bars and shit. Yeah, but dude. Yep. What are we doing here? Seriously? I don't I don't, yep. All right. We'll go back to the anger. Mr. Primetime, what is Minshew's excuse for being better than Sam? Alex Smith threw for 350 with no weapons and almost an amputated leg. Almost 400 yards, actually. I mean, again, Alex, who's his head coach? Ron Rivera. His number one wide receiver, Terry McLaurin. I mean, <laughs> there's no quarterback in, in all three phases, coaching, protection, weapons. That is as deficient as the New York Jets have been around Sam Darnold, and and it's constantly changing too, like which is another problem. You have you have no continuity, no consistency. So it's not to totally excuse all of his mistakes, but in terms of getting in a rhythm, knowing where your guys are going to be, you know, just getting the the timing down with your wideouts. It's not just it's not so simple. It's all right, plug and play. All right, you know, it's again for a twenty three year old kid expecting him to put a team on his back. I think we're just asking too much of him. My band, the Rasslers, want to play Let's Talk Jets Radio. Let's go for it. How did Let's I forget it. this band? Fuck, Guns N' Roses, another phenomenal mm. band. I, 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 used to love, about them. I used to love when the Jets would run out of the tunnel to Welcome to the Jungle. I feel like they I did that believe- for like three to four years during the Parcells years. <laughs> forget the Muppets and Puppets shirt. We need hamster wheel shirts. That was a great <sighs> line by yeah. Farm Ned last night. That was yep. phenomenal. Um. I was supposed to see Bad Religion at the Pony before the pandemic. I had Dropkick Murphy's tickets. I mean, that was just, oh, there were so many conscious. They also had that big um, thing at, how do they call it? See, uh, see Here Now Festival in Asbury Park. Pearl Jam was going to headline it. That was going to be in oh, September. Yeah. So, oh, wow. yeah. 
another phenomenal band, man. Pearl Jam, Nirvana, System of Down, love System of Down. They're, they released an album for the first time. The really cool thing about System of Down is they're all about, they, they do a lot about um, all the issues in Armenia and stuff like that. They do really a lot of shit for that. They actually put a new song out for that too. It's crazy shit going on over there. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty cool. A lot of bands are making, they're using their platforms now because they have nothing else better to do. I mean, they can't tour. So now they're making songs and they're actually taking bigger stances on things, which is really great. Yeah. Backstreet Boys. What are we doing? What the here? fuck? Come Where'd on, that come man. from? Yeah. Millie Vanilli. <laughs> <laughs> Lip syncers. Um, yeah. Freddie Mercury was just a Freddie Mercury's Bill Parcells. Adam Lambert is Adam Gase. <laughs> There's only one Freddie Mercury. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Mercury, man. That's, he was a legend. That was, he was such a performer. It's crazy. Hall and Oates? Oh, right. I saw them. Actually, I did see them live, but it was indoors at, uh, where was it? The NJ ring where the Devils play. So you saw, you did see it at a concert then. Not, I mean, we were in a box. It wasn't like, you know, a real concert, I feel like. Rage is phenomenal live. Absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. Uh, I'm with you, Romeo. So was I. I had tickets for that as well. Lincoln Park, Blink-182. That's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, did you hear about Lincoln Park playing randomly in New York City? Yes, they actually they actually broadcasted it. They had, they actually, cool. there's, actually vid- there's actually videos on YouTube. You can see it. Yeah, they did all kinds of crazy shit, man. I didn't see that. Yeah, Sex Pistols. I love rock. I love punk rock, man. I like like alternative, crazy, angry. Any band that you don't know, dude? I love music. You know, you know who one is? Uh, this one's gonna surprise you. What the hell is that? Uh, oh shit, where's my phone at? This one. This song is the wildest song. Oh no! Hold on a second. I get. I I know the band. Let me make sure I I don't fuck the name up though. This one, dude, is just out of control. I'm sure people know it. Falling in Reverse. Popular Monster. Check it out. I've been on this band for about a year now. Dude, Falling in Reverse, Popular Monster is the wildest fucking song ever. They have like four or five songs. Try it out. Dude, it's crazy. It goes from like, like a rap song to like rock to like angry rock back to, tell you, Falling in Reverse, Popular Monster. Try it out. It's wild, dude. Wild shit. Corn, corn, phenomenal live. Um, let's see. We're going to get to three eleven. Another good one. You smoke a lot of weed, though. You get the sec the secondary smoke. You just get you'll be out of your gourd. I saw them at uh Stone Pony, dude. It was nuts. Oh, yeah. yeah. Falling in reverse, man. I'm telling you. Check it out. If you ever watched Chester, which I did, I was a big Chester Bennington fan, man. With STP was weird because I like Scott Wyland a lot, who was a complete mess. They're good though. I like them. Stone Temple Pilots with Scott Wyland was really good, but he was always just so fucked up. He can never his concerts, like you don't know if you're in, what kind of concert you're gonna get. Like I saw him, I think I saw Stone Temple Pilots four times, and three of the four, he was like fucking the words up to the songs. It's oh, like, dude, wow. he was so he like they come on stage late 
And you could tell like halfway and you're like, dude, this guy's out of his mind. Like he wasn't, he was so just cracked out. Um, another good one. Five figure death punch. Very good. Prime time. We got to get you out, man. We need to go to concerts here. I don't listen to much music. Except when I'm jogging. Come on, man. I've actually seen Limp Biscuit too. I did. They did. Uh, they used to do all these big. What the hell was it called? It was called uh, not Family Values. Yeah, it was called Family Values. The big tour they used to do that. <laughs> let's talk bands radio. I know this is what it's turned into. I don't know what happens here. Anything's better than the X of the nose. Yeah. <laughs> How was your preview show? Oh, it was great, man. We <laughs> talked about uh, Lincoln Park. We talked about Valentina's TV Jeff shows, Tango. movies, stained. Talk about a really talented guy, man. Aaron Lewis is super talented. He sings, he sings for Stain, but he does like his own country stuff by himself. Dude, but he smokes a shitload of weed, dude. Like he comes on stage, <laughs> his eyes are almost closed, but he sings for like two hours. I don't know how people would like be able to perform like that, dude. He he's just Black Sabbath, another good one with with Ozzy. I wasn't like with Ronnie James Dio is a little bit different, but Ozzy was just. And you know what the weird thing about Ozzy is? There's a there's a good one for you. Is he'll come out on stage? I used to go to Ozfest every year. I was a big fan of Ozzy Osbourne. He'd come on stage and he would talk, dude. Like, can you talk to the crowd? You couldn't understand a fucking word he was saying. <laughs> He'd be like, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, oh, God. Like, is he drunk? Is he high? Uh, the minute the music started, he was crystal clear every song. Oh, he, like, the, dude, it was the weird. If anybody's seen Ozzy, speak up. He'll talk, dude. You could be like, oh, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, he's drunk. This show is going to suck. We just spent 200 yeah. bucks to come see this clown. Dude, the best show. Crystal clear, oh, wow. excellent lyrics every time. I saw him like five times. Every time is the same way. So what the fuck was going on? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know if it's like his, if it's his accent or I don't know what it was. Scott Weiland with STP or Velvet Revolver. Oof, dude, Velvet Revolver is really good too. I like STP a lot, man, but they just, he just couldn't get his shit together. Primetime is a rap. I guess primetime is into rap and I'm into rock. So, I listen to a little bit of everything, but growing up, it was more rap. Uh, Hootie and a Blowfish, they're a little bit older, a little bit more mellow. It's a little too mellow, but you could see some. Like, I went to go see Train, and they were awesome too. Like, they're really good. And you know who was really good too? Matchbox 20. That yeah. lead singer from Matchbox 20, which is Rob, what the hell is his name? Rob, whatever it was, Rob Thomas, dude, really, really good. So, whatever happened to uh, Evanescence? Used to like them. I have a funny story about Evanescence. Evanescence opened up for Corn, which is a very difficult band to open up for when it's 95 degrees outside in, a, in the PNC Art Center in New Jersey when you're tailgating for like six hours. Yeah. So Evanescence comes out and they're playing the most mellowest fucking love song shit. And you have Corn get ready to come on stage within 25 minutes. And dude, you're ready to like throw chairs and shit and break things. <laughs> They booed her off the stage, dude. Oh shit! I felt terrible for her. Like she stopped singing. Wow. She literally walked. She, they walked off the stage because they were getting booed, and it, wow. she sounded good. Like it didn't sound bad. Like they had a couple good hits, but dude, the song was like all so mellow and so like. Yeah, they just didn't read the room. Shit, dude. It was. I was. It was wow. awful. I felt so bad. It was like. I mean, I didn't feel bad at the time. Now I do, but. Yeah, yeah. Like that was just like holy shit, Aerosmith, Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys are phenomenal too, man. They were really, really good. Um, Eminem, there you go, prime time. Yep. Down my avenue a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Hagger or David Lee Roth? Oof, Van Halen, another phenomenal band. 
Man, I uh, I'd probably go Dave Lee Roth when he before he got weird. Here's one for you, Prime Time. Naughty by Nature. Ah, not too like, <laughs> No, again, like that was like more when I was a little bit younger. The the nineties rap was a little bit before me. I like Biohazard too. I like some angry shit, man. Van Halen, yeah, you're right. You got us on that one. Got me that definitely. Who was the other one? Um, shit, there's another band we're missing too that we didn't mention. <laughs> Tyson needs the angry music for watching all these Jets all year. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> that's, that, he just got, he's got diverse taste here. That's all. You kids on the block. Fish, I'm not really like a Grateful Dead kind of like those. I respect all that stuff, but uh, I just not my thing. Like I saw what's his face, um, Dave Matthews. It was phenomenal. It was him and uh, Carlos Santana. But dude, it was like it was like a jam session, and it was like everybody just smoking so much weed. It was like a, just a big like hangout, and I was like, all right, like yeah. it was okay, but it was I don't know, not really my thing, I guess. Um, Run DMC, Wu Tang. Uh, Avenge Sevenfold was really good too, really really good. <laughs> That's true. I'm I'm surprised that Ozzy's alive too, man. I don't know how the hell he's still walking around. In excess, another good band. Um, Slayer, Billy Joel. I like Ooh. Billy Joel. Yeah, gotta be in the right mood. But yeah, yeah. But he he was selling at Madison Square Garden like fucking what every month for like a couple years. He's really he's and he's got like he got a lot of songs that you real like you know too. Yeah, I think um, my sister was at his uh, farewell uh, farewell concert at Shea. He's played like what thirty shows since then. The bastard. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I hate when they do that. Oh, it's our last yeah. tour, and you spend all the money, yep. and it's like yep, yep. Slipknot, phenomenal. Corey Taylor by himself is phenomenal. Um, let's see. Oh my god, dude. I, it was a preseason game. Destiny's Child played a preseason game. It sounds funny. And, dude, Destiny's Child, uh, Tony Braxton, all that. Yeah, yeah. They came out for a preseason game. What we go in there. We're, this was years ago, dude. Years ago. And we're, you know, it was like a, you're hammered, like out of your mind. And they come out, and you're like, what the hell is this shit? Yeah. And they're dancing around. They're kind of like lip sync and doing their thing. They got booed completely off the field. I do remember that. We laugh about it to this day. We were all there. We're like, what is this shit? Then I feel like there's almost anyone who performs at halftime, though. They always get booed. <laughs> only thing we wanted was Frisbee dogs. Like, the only thing we wanted to see was Frisbee dogs. Only <laughs> thing bring every back. game. Yeah. Here you go. Here's some of your guys right here. Wu-Tang. ODB. Yep. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. A couple more. Megadeth. I like them as well. Slayer. Good. Oasis. Now there's so many good bands, man. It's hard to even hard to even go through all these. Can't believe we got to this point. <laughs> the frisbee dogs. It was the biggest. <laughs> it was the biggest. Oh my god. I used to love that um, as a kid. Bring here's one for you, prime time. What yeah. would be your walkout song if you guys were a fighter? Stone Cold Steve Austin, the glass breaking. Oh man, I don't even know. I don't even know what I would do. I'm not even sure. I don't, I don't even know. Volbeat, Muppets and Puppets. <laughs> um, let's see. Queen, Foo Fighters. How the hell did we forget the Foo Ooh. Fighters? 
Yeah, tell me, prime time. Check out Popular Monster, Falling in Reverse. Check it out tonight. Mm-hmm. All you guys check it out. This song is wild. It's not anything you'll ever heard before, ever. It's they have like four or five songs that'll just shock the shit out of you. That one will just and then if you if you get free time, there's something else you could do. You go on YouTube and look up popular monster reactions. So they do is they have people make a lot of money on watching videos and reacting to that. them. Yep. Right. They're we, making we like should, we should do that with our reactions to the jet games. But people are making like a hundred thousand dollars a year doing that, like watching yep. videos and reacting to it. Look up popular monster reactions on YouTube. Dude, it's I watch it for hours, dude. It's yep. phenomenal. Bon Jovi. I'm a Bon Jovi fan. I'm not gonna lie. I've seen him before like five times. I'm that jerk. Uh all right, prime time. You good? Yeah. Dr. Dre, Snoop. I've seen Dr. Dre too. I've seen I've seen Snoop Dogg too, to be honest with you. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Wild. Completely wild. Completely high, but completely wild. <laughs> That's what I would expect. Uh, I'm sure I'm the band One of the band, like, I forget who the fuck it was. Metallica. Green Day. Green Day's good too, man. I like them. Bleak One Eight Two before, like the new Bleak One Eight Two is terrible. Um, angry stuff, Slipknot, System of a Down, Kill Switch Engage, like anything like that. I'm a big Kill Switch fan. Like all their shit. Um. Can I can I ask as a New York Giant, do you guys dislike us more than less than your division? No, I mean I hate the Patriots, Dolphins, and Bills a lot more than I hate the Giants. I, I don't. I don't really have much. I don't really have much hate for the Giants except when they're in the playoffs. You know, just having them as the talk of the town when you know we're really not there. And, and I, I think like you know, kind of like with the Mets, like watching the Yankees win it every year, you kind of have that little brother syndrome where you hate seeing them win it. So, like, you know, whenever we eventually win, same thing with the Mets, I probably won't give a shit what the Yankees or the Giants do anymore. But until we actually get that one, it's hard to watch, like, when the Giants or the Yankees do well. Okay, the Frisbee Dog is the best halftime show (laughs) in the world. What they do is they bring all these dogs on the field, and they whip Frisbees, like, 30 or 40 yards, (laughs) and the dogs will track it down, and they always catch the goddamn Frisbee, and they bring it back. It's like, they're our best receivers. (laughs) But like they'll throw like and like these dogs get airborne. They jump up like receivers and catch. Dude, it's the yep. best halftime show. Yep. And the Jets give us all this other bullshit we don't want to see, like throwing balls in the garbage cans and shit. Marching band. Oh, how did I forget Tool? That's what it was. Phenomenal. Tool is phenomenal. The weird thing about Tool is that the guy doesn't talk to the crowd. Hmm. A lot of times, the lead singer will stay in the dark and they just jam out and they play. Their their sound is loud and it's impeccable. They never, ever, he never comes out of darkness. He just sings all the time. It's fucking wild. You too. <laughs> Frisbee talks better than her. <laughs> yeah, Tool is phenomenal, man. Strange, 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 but definitely phenomenal. Ah, shit, dude. What are you doing here? We've got Allison Chains, too. Oh, shit. See, I, I don't know my music. Dude, Dio's a little bit older, but very good. Um, Here we go. Falling Reverse, Fashionably Late. Dude, Falling Reverse has, what is it called? It's called, uh, what's it, Drugs? And there's another one. It's, dude, they had like four songs prime time. I'm going to get you onto them. You're going to like right, them. Right. Um, what the hell is it? Losing My Mind is another one. The Drug Is In Me. It's good. Greatest Wrestler Ever, prime time. Hulk Stone Hogan. Cold, without question. The Rock. All right. I think we've, we've run around. <laughs> Yeah, get this guy's name. Yeah, Maynard. Weird ass dude, man. Weird ass dude. Weezer's another good one. Don Maynard? Uh, what? Maynard's the lead singer of Tool. 
And he just doesn't talk, dude. Like he, and then he'll, he's just, yeah, he's just a weird dude. It's unfortunate because they can do so much more with it. These are just good. Um, yep. The Undertaker, Insane Clown Posse is another good one. Um, all right. So, prime time, what time are we doing this? We're doing 3 30 on sometimes the game on Sunday, 4 15, 4 o'clock. It's a 4 o'clock game. Oh, is it really? West Coast, man. West Coast. I hate the four o'clock games. It's gonna be a long ass day. Uh, well, hopefully not a whole lot of shotgunning, but yeah, we'll go live. What, like ten minutes before? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That's the Adam Gase reference. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that's for Adam Gase, not me. Yep. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't definitely not messing <laughs> with you. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. We definitely appreciate. Thank you guys for watching the. Uh, oh, what's up? Shout out from hold on, we got a shout out here. Sorry, shout out from Brooklyn. What's up, Brooklyn? What's up, JT? Thank you guys for watching the Fireman interview. We will see you guys three. What time? Three forty-five on Sunday. Sounds good. All right, and we'll do that. Talk to you guys later. Later. <laughs> this is like a hangout. <laughs>